Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the turbulent waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your host and Dungeon Master Jason Phelps, and I am joined, as ever, by Robbie, Billy the Kid Bellicom, <laughs> Sam, Billy Bragg Burns, <laughs> and Ellie... Billy can sparrow. It was almost Billy goat. It's really. I always get food. Mine always has food in it. Mm, True. So technically, I think I win. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Sure. Let's go with that. Uh, Oh. Oh. I mean, if it was the Billy, if it was a Billy goat, technically, still would be food, depending on your preferences. Um, (laughs) uh, So. It is episode 19. Uh, we all have our drinks ready. I have a lovely new uh, golden goblet to be drinking from after my previous one was lost at LARP. Take nothing to LARP you you, you aren't willing to part with. Uh, <laughs> mm. And uh, unless anyone has anything we'd like to bring up right now, then let us cast... Okay, so. Then we shall cast our minds forward to the future! <laughs> Hello, it's future Jason with messages from the present. I'd like to start, uh, as is becoming a habit now, by talking about our current sponsor, Libris Arcana. Libris Arcana offers monthly or quarterly dice subscriptions. Head over to librisarcana.com and for less than 12 US dollars, just under 9 quid, you will receive a set of 7 premium dice and 3 randomly selected bonus dice every month to sate the will of the die-hungry beast below. This month's set is Glitter Bomb Blue, but there are a number of other sets in the back catalogue, such as The Apprentice's Error. It's a little-known fact that this sultry purple and gold set actually is The Apprentice's Error, and is also The Apprentice. Kithrian Blackshaft, archmage of the Western Isles and former adult entertainment star, had a total of seven apprentices, each vying for supremacy over the others. Deef, Dix, Date, Den, Dundred, Delve, and Dwenty. Although Dwenty most commonly received Blackshaft's favour and personal attention, each of the apprentices previously did receive a share of Blackshaft's tuition and strong, firm hand of leadership. Except for Delve, whose barbarian background counted against her in Blackshaft's eyes. Seeking revenge for years of being ignored and mocked, Delve broke into her master's private sanctum and stole a rare and dangerous Power Word scroll, believing it to be the notorious Power Word Kill. Yet, when she unleashed the dreadful spell upon her master and his apprentices, she discovered to her horror that it was not Power Word Kill, but Power Word Die. The magic backlashed, and while Blackshaft barely escaped with his life, Deef, Dix, Date, Den, Dundred, Dwelve, and Dwenty were all transformed into these very dice before you now. Additionally, listen up for a spot from our friends over at Dungeons and Blackguards during the break this episode. They're a new podcast who just launched last Friday. Their first episode came out on the 9th of November. This week on Robbie Watch, Robbie is in Swansea. In Welsh, Swansea is pronounced Abertawe because of the long-held English tradition of arriving in other countries, subjugating them, finding that they can't actually pronounce the language, and just renaming things according to the first things that they can think of. And no, Swansea doesn't have any swans, although it is by the sea. In actual fact, Abertawe literally means mouth of the river Tawe, which is where it's located, and Swansea might actually come from Swainsea, or Swain's Inlet, after King Swain Forkbeard of Denmark, who as well as having a kick-ass name might also have founded the city. 
And a quick reminder that we do have a fan-run Discord server set up by at Spicy Burritos, which you can find a link to in the episode description, or on the website if you want to discuss anything about this episode. Otherwise, that's it from uh, Future Me. Back to you, past me. And casting our minds ah! back to the past! Sorry, that really, the time skip really affected me today. Yes, yes. It's upsetting. No, they... it, it feels weird now not to intensely eyeball the microphone. We both did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, there's probably a word actually there about sponsors, which is exciting. Yeah. Yes. We just got, we got us doing things with Libris Arcana now. Hi, Libris yeah. Arcana. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All manner of interesting things. In real time, happening. you will have heard about that weeks ago. But hey-ho. <laughs> so, weeks ago. Hmm. so, with that in mind then, I think that means it is time for flintlocks and fireballs. Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No cracking storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously, on Flintlocks and Fireballs, the party, having successfully managed to uh, rescue the city of Crosswater from uh, incursions by shadows, found themselves having a little bit of R&R time. They were able to uh, conduct a uh, late-night robbery, uh, engage in a couple of horse chases, and also engage in a spot of uh, philosophy and identity theft with uh, one Jean-Paul Savant, a writer and orator. Along the way, they discovered some unnerving news uh, about a parrot that shortly thereafter was left pining for the fjords. Uh, <laughs> you killed my parrot. No, the I'm monkey's sorry. still alive thus far. No. Uh, they killed one monkey. pet. <laughs> He's <one> resting <laughs> in peace. Um, and joining up with your erstwhile ally Fighty Gubbinswick uh, you decided to infiltrate a late night operation uh, run by the McDougal clan as you uh, entered the McDougal brewery and began uh, shifting about the uh, lifting crates and moving them about you discovered that uh, it seems the McDougals were involved in spiriting away cargoes full of arms, uh, armaments I should say, uh, quite likely out of the control of the sculptor. Something that the sculptor was not best pleased about. Despairing of a more elaborate plan, you decided to call out the code word Heather uh, mm. right yeah. in the middle. Oops of the uh, McDougal's uh, brewery. So... What could possibly go wrong with this? Nothing. With that in mind... This is fine. <laughs> could everybody please roll initiative? Uh, oh. Not ready, no. <laughs> they refuse to roll initiative. Oh, no. Oh, dear. That's a 21. Glad someone's um, on it. I got a six. <laughs> I think that's a five. Yes. 
Oh, even five. worse than me. <laughs> okay, so five, six. Um, is that 21 for you, Corson? That's right, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, I have popped into the chat the map uh, for this brewery. Stowaways. Oh, I didn't cast Mage Armor, did I? Oh, you so did not. No, you did not. Beforehand, but uh, I never said it. And indeed, uh, to all our lovely Stowaways who are listening, uh, you'll be able to find this as ever on uh, the social media. But also on the episode. And also on the episode at flintlocksandfireballs.com. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the four of you are currently, based on when you described this, uh, clustered around the uh, wagon on the lower level. Uh, Fighty is directly next to the wagon, uh, and then Corzin, Celestia, uh, and Scamp, you are basically you know, dotted quite close by. You've just finished offloading uh, eight out of ten of the crits. The McDougals, as I described, are based accordingly around the uh, map. Uh, Morag is also by the wagon. Uh, she has been uh, observing your progress. Uh, at the same time, uh, I believe it was Je no, Johnny and Tommy uh, are currently. They've actually, they've actually been in the process of grabbing the last two. And if I roll a luck check, okay, nope. Uh, they were on their way towards the cold storage room uh, to grab the last two crates, but they've not actually got. Uh, they've not actually loaded up their hands with crates yet. So their hands are free. Uh, at that point, meanwhile, uh, Lonnie <laughs> and uh, B -b 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 Bonnie, Lonnie and Bonnie. Oh, McDougal parents! Why did you name your parent your children so? Stupid parents. <laughs> yes. Uh, Bonnie and uh, Lonnie are currently on the upper level. Uh, you can see that Bonnie. Uh, is currently standing to the northern edge. If you look, scroll down, you'll see that there is the second, uh, the, the first floor of the map as well. There is a wooden walkway which extends all around the brewery area, allowing okay. uh, one access yeah. to the top of the various uh, you know, the, things like the mash tun, the main brewery uh, vessel and such, and also the molten hops uh, um, bins. Bonnie is by the hop is currently standing not far from the hops bin, uh, while Lonnie is standing near the boiler. Uh, both of them sort of looking down at the situation. There has been okay. no sign thus far of Sunny or Honey, uh, who are not amongst the five McDougals uh, located within the brewery. For those wishing to follow along at home, check our social media or our website. As mentioned, yes, indeed. <laughs> so, Corzin, with a 21, right. you are first. Uh, you, This is actually a surprise round, as you successfully managed to call out the uh, uh, call out the uh, code word in time before the McDougals realised what was going on. All right. Um, I suppose I'd have to go over to... Oh, actually, the hops bin is probably the closest uh, thing to me, so... Mm -hmm. um, if if I've already offloaded the crate, what I'm going to do is 
I am going to uh, make a dash to the side and just try and um, cudgel the uh, the other halfling standing there with my um, with my belaying pin because I just want to render him unconscious. Just okay. lights out. So Johnny and Tommy are both uh, by near the hot spin by the entrance to the cold storage room. Uh, Bonnie is on the was on the level above. Uh, but if you're going for uh, so we'll say you're going for Johnny, he's marginally closer. Can you give uh -huh. me an attack roll, please? Okay. Dirty twenty. That hits. Roll damage. Okay. I mean, it's a club, functionally, so it's just a d4, but still. Okay, that is... Eight points of bludgeoning damage. Ooh, nice. Okay. Do we need to bring the one in alive, or do they all need to be alive? Uh, you only need to bring Morag in alive for the, cool. yep. uh, yeah. for, for the bonus. Good. The others, they just want gone in some way. Whack. Out of their head. Okay, yep, Johnny, you smack him across uh, the face. He seems... There's just this moment of surprise before the belaying pin makes contact with his jaw and you just hear a crack sort of sound before he turns back, rubbing his jaw and reaching for his pistol. Uh, anything okay. else you want to do on this uh, on this round? I, I suppose, actually, yeah. I've got a, a second attack, so I'm going to pull out my own pistol and kneecap him. Oh, oh. yeah! Make oh, that's error. brutal. Hello. Uh, you, are within, you are within five so feet, brutal. and you oh. actually no. What I'm going to do is I'm going to kneecap the other one. Okay, yeah. you're still you're still shooting uh, with a with an enemy within five feet of you. Uh, so so that's that's so the way the disadvantage works. So long as right, the enemy, as long as the enemy is capable of interfering with you in some way. I mean, arguably, you know what? It is a surprise round, so maybe not. You know what? No, call. yeah, no. This is my call, actually, because they because you're acting in the instance before they can react. They're not really okay. providing a threat yet, so I'll I'll let you make this one without disadvantage. Okay. Just roll it again. Uh, right. Oh, okay. For, yeah. I'll roll it because I realize you I rolled it twice. Roll a new. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> that is twenty-two. That is roll damage. Okay, so that's a d ten. Oof. Okay, it's um five percussive. Just oh, that's oh. gonna hurt in the morning. It only catches the very side of uh, like it's it slightly misses the kneecap and goes into the thigh instead. But it's still he immediately screams with pain. I'm just trying to disable them. That's yeah. all I'm trying to do. Okay. Uh, okay. Next up, then in this surprise round, it is Celestia. Okay, uh, is Morag about? Uh, yeah, Morag is on the opposite side of the wagon tube, nearest the uh, door. So how far is that? Uh, she is about ten feet from you. Ah, fantastic. Okay. I am going to... Look at her. Hang on, where am I standing? Do you have the physical copy of the map I gave you? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, yes, I do. Hang on. Mm. So where am I standing on here? Uh, like, what am I so next to? Say it out loud as well. Are, uh, so as I mentioned, uh, Celestia uh, and Scamp now, as well as Feisty, are all near the back of the wagon. Okay. Uh, Morag is at the front. Causing is now over by the doors. 
okay. uh, by the by the door to the cult storage room. Cool. Um, I'm gonna scrape my nails along the side of the wagon so that it goes. And I'm gonna go. Not had enough red leaf today, have we, darling? And I'm gonna cast dissonant whispers at second level because Ooh. fuck it. Okay. Um, so that her brain explode. Hope oh. so. So that's what level of exhaustion is uh, she at right now? That's a wisdom save. So I don't know what that does if she is at a level of exhaustion. Uh, well, it makes a difference. Uh, no, 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 she's she's only got one level of exhaustion, so that's a disadvantage on ability checks, not saves. So she's wisdom. fucking addicted, though, isn't she? Jesus. Oh, that, however, is not a save. Yay! I'm gonna roll damage. So it's 46 because it's second uh, level. Yeah. Oh, that is shit. No. Uh, so that's nine on 4d6. Oh. That is bollocks. I rolled two twos and a one. Oh. Out, of, out of four, but still. She kind of blinks blearily and the and her bloodshot eyes, eyes seem to get a little bit more bloodshot. But she's pretty obviously in this haze. Enough that maybe it's blunting the effects. Are there any other effects to dissonant whispers beyond damage? Uh, if she succeed, if she fails, no, just damage. Just damage. Cool. I believe. I'm thinking of. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I'm there's a discordant melody. Yeah, yeah, but no, no. Um, I was thinking of the uh, psych- uh, uh, of uh, psychic whispers. Uh, yeah, the the the. the uh, I mean, it, it does say a discordant melody. Happens. Scoffing words, whatever the cantrip is. That's what I was thinking. Words. Cutting words. Yeah. Oh, vicious mockery. Uh, vicious yeah. Mockery. Yeah. Yeah. Cutting words. Yeah. Cutting, <laughs> words. Cutting, <laughs> words. <laughs> Cutting words is the fourth edition one, I think. Uh, yeah, that's a different. That's a bard ability. A different bard ability. Yeah. Ah, okay. Ah, cool. Oh well. But no. Right. Anything else you want to do? Um. Yeah. Bugger it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, turn round for a sec, um, so that Cousin and Scamp and Fighty can see me, and um, just sort of ruffle my hair up and go, "Come on, bitches!" And I'm gonna do a mantle of inspiration. The rainbow oh. spirit fluffs out my hair. Boom! Five temporary hit points, and you can move if you'd like. Yay. Yeah, I think I'm gonna not be in the same sort of area as you. Just spread out a bit. Yeah, good shot. We are in a convenient little cone yeah, right now. Yeah, Fighty <laughs> uh, leaps over the wagon so that he's next. Uh, so that he's on the sort of you know wagon driver's seat next to Morag. Uh, just takes I'm the opportunity just to do. Back away towards the malt. Why not? Okay. Awesome. It's five. So Fighty's got his It's a random direction. All right, back Coulson's towards... going to stay where he is. He needs to take these two down. Cool. Yep, okay, so you're next to the malt bin. Uh, <laughs> all right, then. So uh, that makes it your ghost camp. Right, I'm going to do a thing that I have not done pretty much ever. How exciting. Go. I'm going to use a quickened spell. Ooh. Two sorcery points to cast Mage Armor as a bonus action. Awesome. You speedily <laughs> tie that to leather around your horn. <laughs> You so need it, though. (laughs) (laughs) And then cast Phantasmal Force with my action on Morag and make her believe that she is in a burning cage, a metal cage that you can't walk through. That is scary! (laughs) Okay, burning metal cage. Uh, This is an intelligence save, right? Um, 
Yes, an intelligence mm. save initially, and then it's a check after that if she fails cool. it. So that's just uh, no, that was a ten. Doesn't hey. make it. So she is okay. Now the question is whether Morang is crazy enough to try and break out of a burning metal cage. <laughs> so, fighty well, stuff. I was going to say, it's a really strong metal that won't break. So if she wants to try and check whether it's real, she can do that. <laughs> but the cage is invincible because it ain't real. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to let it bend. Okay. Uh, we'll see whether that... Uh, okay, we'll see whether anything happens to disavow her of that knowledge. Yeah, it's a concentration spell. Such <laughs> as fighty attempting to attack through the... Uh, through the bars of this cage. Oh yeah, fair actually. Yeah, no, no, you can. Can I bend it so he can get in and out? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? It's concentration, so you have ability over. You can you can do minor changes like that. Uh, okay, so uh, fighty pretty much does. Fighty proceeds to rage. Uh, Yay! Nice. You see him just coming. Kind of <laughs> uh, and he is. Oh, got, he whips out, pulls up the dro- pulls the droog from his belt grabs a pair of tailoring shears uh, and is just going to wail on Morag. She watched that through the bars of a burning metal cage. That is horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> that is the worst. I mean, uh, on the one hand, that is terrifying, but it occurs to me, we've never really seen Scamp properly angry. And I'm not sure we ever want to. No, I mean, you you, you see can't what... see what she's seeing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't see oh, the things that Scamps creates, so you don't know what's there. True. No, that's the thing. Is I, This is out of character mm. speculation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of which, the... I'd like anyone who wants to, to make an insight check. Yeah, go on then. Oh, yeah. First one hits. Oh, no. That's not actually bad for me. Nine. This is 14. Which, as uh, I say, is bad for me. For me. <laughs> uh, Celestia, you notice that Fighty is moving a lot faster and a lot more with a lot more coordination than you've seen pre- in previous fights that he's been ah, in. Ah, okay. What's he made himself? He's sober. Well, you do notice that he does have <laughs> you do notice that he does have a pair of shiny new black gloves. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, Something made of shadow. Yeah, shadow gloves. So those both hit. So Droog damage for Droog damage first. Uh, okay, so six and five damage respectively. Yeah, not 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 uh, un- without respect. Eleven points of damage to Morag and Fighty is in a rage. Okay, which brings it to the end of the surprise round. Causin, you're up first. Uh, now that we're out of the surprise round, attacks with the pistol are made at disadvantage while you're within five right, feet of okay. someone. Um, Until you take like a f- pistol fighter feat or something. Yeah, no. Um, he's going to drop the belaying pin for, uh, for a moment and um, attempt to um, just hit both of them with the pommels of his cutlasses rather than okay, um, yep. the blade parts. So one against Johnny, one against Tommy. Yep, that's Go right. for it. Okay, that's a 19 against Hits. Johnny. Okay, uh, damage. Damage. Uh, that's. Uh, can we make it uh, seven bludgeoning rather yes, than yeah, slashing yeah, damage? Yes, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> so. Okay. Ah, oh, you fucker! 
<laughs> and it, I go, go down, damn it! And, uh, <laughs> My doodles go down harder than that! <laughs> okay. And uh, now for Tommy. Yep. Oh, that's uh, that's 21. That hits. Roll damage. These guys are not wearing okay. any sort of armor. They are just, you know, just just, just in clothes. Ah, no, that's just a, a, a five. <laughs> but I am going to... Um, I'm not going to use Hunter's Mark. I'm going to use Slayer's Prey. Uh, this is a bonus. If, if this is a bonus action, then um, it uses a bonus action to use your second attack. Don't forget. Alright. Just says. Oh no, it's a bonus action. Okay, yep. fine, fine. Don't. Yep. Okay. Oh, Erase that. Yeah, but you still you try and clock Tommy, and he pulls out of the way. Not quite. Oh, you know, yeah. five bludgeoning. Okay, uh, Johnny. Okay, so Tommy is uh, Tommy's going to pull away from you uh, quickly in because so, uh, it's the it's his go next uh, in such a way that you have an opening to try and get another clock in if you want. Okay, he's not I'm disengaging. Going to. Natural one. Okay. Uh, okay, one of your scimitars, as you try and, uh, and clock him, flies out of your hand and clatters into the corner uh, uh, corner of the room. Regent, damn it! Right, Tommy pulls back. Hey, I gotta see that was a mistake. He whips up his pistol and for he's he's moved. Uh, he moves actually into the corner of the room, so he's right next uh, to the scimitar um, and cr cracks of the pistol at you. So that's a pistol shot. Uh, okay. 20. Dirty 20. Oh, that hits. Yeah, he's just, hits. He's just 20 feet away from you. Uh, so that does... Get the right die. Uh, okay, that does eight points of percussive damage. Oof. Okay. Shot. Uh, Johnny, uh, by comparison, draws uh, a long uh, draws a long knife from out of his boot. Oh, it's actually quite a short knife, yeah, because it is a halfling sized boot. But still, <laughs> <laughs> and is going to slash at you twice with it. Okay. Uh, whew, natural eighteen. Uh, twelve. No, twelve doesn't. No, 12 does not. I parry that one. Okay, you do take three points of slashing damage from the knife. Arg. I got it like you like a flash. Okay, so uh, Bonnie and Lonnie up on uh, up on the top, seeing what's going on, uh, are going to take shots at uh, Celestia. At, so Bonnie's in position to take a shot at Scamp, actually, more easily. Uh, oh no, no, she's not. Okay, Bonnie. I'm so sorry. Where are Bonnie and Lonnie? So Bonnie is up near the hops, but on the upper level. Okay, cool. cool she cool. actually runs around a little bit so that she's now over the where the racks of uh, empty bottles are, where the beer bottles yep. uh, are stacked, uh, so that she now has line of sight to where Scamp is hiding underneath the uh, uh, underneath the walkway near the malt, uh, whereas. Lonnie, who is by the boiler, stays where she is and fires at Celestia, who's still by the wagon. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so uh, shot th Bonnie's shot versus uh, Scamp. That was a natural two. It's uh, the the shots cracks into the into the malt 
uh, that, and there's just like a small crack, just a few grains of malt uh, leak out. Uh, the one against Celestia, twelve. Nope. It's not enough. No, smacks into the it, it, into the wagon, mercifully missing one of the crates full of firearms. Okay, mm. uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> off the wagon. Uh, that's almost all of the McDougals. It's uh, because that makes it time for Morag. So fun fact, uh, consuming potions is a bonus action, and the same goes for drugs. In response to your okay. earlier question of how, whether she's had enough red leaf, you see her pour a paper twist from out of her jacket, unfold it, and there's a pinkish powder inside. Not yet! And she just snorts the red leaf powder, <laughs> and you see her eyes just grow more bloodshot. And then she pulls the multi-chambered revolver up and balancing the top of it with her hand, she just immediately launches three shots at you. By the way, she, Shit, takes, uh, she, takes, psychic, <laughs> she takes psychic damage because she doesn't try to leave the cage. Yeah. Two points of psychic damage. Yep. Doesn't try to leave the cage. Cool. Not Concentration. Sir. I'm going to keep it up for a, yep. a minute. So she's going to... Okay. So she... Oh, fight your thing. I'm going to say two shots at... Uh, two shots at fighty, one shot at Celestia. So Celestia shot She's first. still in melee with fighting, isn't she? Yes. That's true. Yes, she should be. She is. Would that not mean that uh, he gets an opportunity attack? No, it means that she, she takes it with disadvantage, no. uh, which means she either needs to... She needs to be able to get... She needs to get out of this cage. I mean, she doesn't to shoot me. Yeah, no, but her act tactics would be to move. Um, she uh, so intelligence check for her. This is uh, not a if she's looking to see. If this is not a check to see whether the cage is real. This is an intelligence check for her to realise that magic was cast. Okay, okay. with disadvantage, she's going to fire three shots at Scamp. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> because she just saw you mutter shit and a cage, a flaming cage, appear around her. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, scamp so, uh Yeah, that's a natural, tw uh, not natural, that's an unnatural 20. Dirty okay. 20, uh, you are within 40 feet of her. Uh, well, not that it matters, it's a disadvantage anyway. Yep. So, with the first shot from the revolver, you take 10 points of percussive damage. Uh, okay, I rolled a 17 for my concentration check. Okay, next uh, attack. Hellish rebuke. Oh, nice. Oh, uh, yes. It's a dex save from her, I believe. Yes. Uh, I just want to see that. So. Love hellish rebuke. I'm just going to scream at her. Flames. You see, flames seem to lick around the... Uh, all of you can see flames seem to lick around what appears to be an, uh, like the outlines of a cage around her and then sweep inwards. Oh, that was a failed. Nice. Yeah, that was a failed save. So more damage. Uh, twenty-two. Oh, oh on three d ten. Twenty-two. That's, that's really good. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Oh, okay. So still shot with disadvantage against you. She's rolling high on these. That definitely hits. That was a natural seventeen. Um, and there are 15 points of percussive damage. Okay, 11 on the concentration check. So okay, still... we're holding the second one. She's, She's firing the up. third shot. Yeah, but not looking great. Okay, cool. Uh, ah, finally. 
That was only a nine, so the last one, which is good because the other one was a natural 20, uh, the last shot <laughs> Thank you, fighting. smashes into the liquor that, uh, that instead, and hot liquor begins to just pour in a stream out of the side of it. Um, however, that is Morag's turn used up. Celestia. Uh, um, I have a really, really bad idea. Really bad. <laughs> Fuck it. Right. Do it. Um, I turn to more. Oh idea. shit! <laughs> Never mind. I'll do it next round. I forgot it, so it doesn't. So it doesn't count. Okay. Carry on. Uh, I turn to Morag, and I go. You know, I haven't had enough either. And um, I take my little twist of red leaf out of my pocket, and I snort it. That was not my idea. Okay. <laughs> Okay, snorting it as a bonus action. Yep. You have an extra bonus action right. uh, for the Bad next idea. for the next ten minutes, and your speed increases by ten feet. My speed increases, and I have what? An extra bonus action for the next. Uh, extra bonus. That's so, so good. Yeah, I, that's actually probably a little unbalanced considering what the red leaf powder does for Morag, but I'm sticking with it now that I've said it. No, but also, yeah. like, I'm gonna have to come down to deal with. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. I'm gonna. Well, I got an extra bonus action with this like surge of speed that I have. I um, yeah. smack my xylophone with my leg, and I do a little um, ding, and Scamp gets a healing word. Nice. Yes. And um, I'm then gonna try and. Listeners, this is holding for this fight, but in future I may nerf this. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm gonna shoot Morag because okay. bugger it. So I'm gonna get my pistol out and just go. Actually, am I too f- near her? Uh, you're about 10 feet away I'm from 10 her. feet. Uh, my pistol is 20, 60. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. So no one else is within is, 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 cool, is cool, cool, cool. the range of you. That's all right. So let's have a go. 18. Uh, that hits. Good. <laughs> yes, that does hit. Well damage. Right. And all of our Just trying to decide which dice I don't hate. <laughs> I hate all of them. Help. Um, that one. Okay. Nope, that's... Not a default, that is... Sorry, wrong dice. Mm-hmm. I'm having a, a brain fart. Right, there we go. Oh, seriously? Fuck off. That's a three. <laughs> I rolled a one on a d10. Oh. That's oh, so shit. <laughs> but if healing someone with a xylophone is not peak bard, I don't I know mean, what I mean, that is, is peak bard. <laughs> Taking drugs and then healing somebody with a xylophone, I don't think we can get that more. That is definitely yeah. peak bard. Hashtag that. peak bard. How much healing did I get? Um, you got, let me do that, uh, you got six, so not amazing. Yes. That's not too bad. Was that three damage to Morag? Yes. Yeah, cool, thank you. Still up. I'm going to blow the smoke away. And then... I'm. Oh god! I mean, is there a better position I can be in? That's a good question. Give me two seconds. I'm not seconds. sure there's a worse one. Um, no, probably not. Uh, oh, I forgot. Um, sorry. Who? Get some cover. Yeah. Where is cover? Where can I get cover? Um, if I go like. No, that's where they are. Where the fuck can I get cover? Um, I'm gonna go over by the boiler. If I can go that far. Uh, yep, yeah, you can. I uh, say so one, two, three, four. You can just get to the boiler. Yeah, I'll get so to the boiler. So you're underneath the. Uh, yeah, 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 I've got extra ten feet because cocaine. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> red leaf. Because <laughs> <laughs> red leaf. <laughs> so I'm gonna duck in by the boiler. Don't know why I'm being quite opium. We're just out and out using opium. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, okay, uh, Scamp. Uh, have we previously mentioned to Fighty that we need more Morag alive? We don't, no. we just need her. He doesn't tend to kill people, well, though. Yeah, no, he'd, he'd probably just You have watched Fighty put, a, put his shears through a man's ribcage before. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. I'm going to shout okay. to Fighty that we need that one alive. <laughs> don't kill okay. her, we need her alive. Why she had it? <laughs> Good uh, shout. <laughs> then I'm going to twin a first level. Um, where is it? Chromatic orb. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to make it thunder damage because I feel like that might be able to be made non-lethal if she's at a point where that would be an issue. So, so twinned first level chromatic orb, one at Morag, mm-hmm. one at the person who just shot at me on the thing. Yep, that'd be, uh, that'd be Bonnie. And I'm going to tide the chaos, the one at Morag. Okay. The chaos are active. Uh, 21 to hit. That hits. And the other one is even more, 23 to hit. That also hits, roll damage. So, thunder damage, and the one against Mora. Ooh, um, 14. Okay, nice. Palpable hit. And against the other person, less good, that's a 9. Ugh. Ugh. 9 thunder damage. And then I'm going to back in between the mash and the liquor tanks to try and break line of sight with Morag and her scary gun. Okay. Yeah, you can you can move in such a way that you break line of sight. That's fine. I just don't want her to be able to shoot me. Yeah, that's right. She does scream, uh, uh, scream, Cat the wizard! Not uh, a wizard! <laughs> Do you actually shout that? Yes. That's brilliant. <laughs> okay, so that makes it fighties go. Uh, Fighty is just going to lay into her. Uh, so, uh, how suicidal is Fighty feeling? Not suicidal. He's not going to reckless these. Uh, so, that's 9 plus. That's not actually enough to hit with the droog, and the knife flies out of his hand. Oh, Fighty, no. Yeah. Come on, mate. Uh, <laughs> Oh shit! Who's the? We're just throwing all our weapons around today. I know. Fucking butterfingers. Uh, <laughs> fires out of his hand, and Celestia, you move to. I'm near the boiler. Great. So there's no allies in way, in which case it just scales <laughs> off into the corner, shattering some of the bottles. <laughs> if oh. I hadn't moved, though, that would have been really bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Top of the round. It is causing time. Okay. Um. Coulson is going to have a split second where he uh, thinks about uh, going after the uh, the cutlass, but in the end, just uh, decides no, I've got to take this uh, guy next to me down, and um, he is going to uh, attempt to slice. I think it's Tommy that's still next to him. Uh, it's uh, Johnny. Oh, Johnny. Okay. <laughs> um, I, he's going to try and hamstring him. Oh, oh God. <laughs> So grim. Okay, that's gonna be a fourteen to hit. Uh, that hits. Roll damage. Okay. That's six slashing damage. 
Okay, uh, Johnny's still up. And I'm, even though it's still with disadvantage, I'm going to attempt to uh, use my second attack to um, take out the other pistol that I have and um, kneecap him in the other knee. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so with disadvantage, that's... Okay, that that's still seven. That hits roll damage. <laughs> oh god! Ooh. Oh man! So functionally, this guy has got to have had his speed halved by this point. Yeah. <laughs> oh oh, and that's lots of damage too. <laughs> that's that's thirteen. Okay, you, you just shoot out his other kneecap, and he collapses. <laughs> now just a screaming, bleeding heap on the floor. Uh, he is function. He is incapacitated. We will say. Okay. Corson says, I told you to stay down! Why <laughs> <laughs> do people never listen to us? <laughs> Stupid Good <fucking>. scamp! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, that God, makes... Oh <laughs> okay, Something so that terrible. makes it uh, the McGiggle's turn. Uh, at this point, you hear... <laughs> as the two uh, doors at the... Uh, the two doors by the wagon pull open and (laughs) the other two (laughs) McDougals, Sonny and Honey, who had been waiting out in the stables with the horse, uh, (laughs) enter, pistols drawn. So functionally, is this a left-hand door or a right-hand door on the map? Uh, That is the door on the left, is the two, the big doors. The big door. By the way. Cool, cool, cool. So Sonny and Honey. So Sonny and Honey have just entered, uh, taken stock of the situation. Uh, they uh, are immediately going to. Uh, they're immediately going to open up on what they see as the person right next to their boss, having only a split second to work out the situation. Uh, okay. So the doors are going to open outwards, right? Otherwise, they'd hit the car. Uh, they do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. One of those hits Fighty. Uh, who takes eight half to four points of damage? He's not even out of the t- temporary hit points yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one's been able to get a shot on them yet. Okay, uh, the others, however, have other priorities. Uh, so uh, Lonnie and uh, and Bonnie and Tommy. Uh, all have a clear target to focus on. Lonnie is actually going to... I thought Tommy was hamstrung. No, Johnny's hamstrung. Right? Crossed Uh, off the wrong one. Fuck you and your names. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, No, actually no, because of where you've moved to. uh, Scamp, uh, Lonnie, who is by the boiler on the level directly above where Celestia is, can now see you between the mash and the liquor uh, uh, tons. But the one on the other side that I was shooting at can't, can they? Uh, not without, uh... Mm. How, how tall are these things? Oh, they're pretty fucking tall. They're, they're, they're like ten right. foot tall, at the very least. Uh, so they're, I'm like four foot. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're pretty, yeah, they're a pretty effective cover. Yeah, Bonnie, in order to see you, would need to... No, she, she moves around so that she's now, uh, she's now on the stairs just north of where the wagon is. Uh, but she's going to, but she doesn't have that much movement, so she can't get to you. She will instead take her shot uh, at Celestia because she's the one using mm-hmm. the magic uh, that she can see thus far. Uh, yeah, that's a twenty, dirty twenty. 
Uh, on me? Yep, on you, Celestia, you take six points of percussive damage. Okay, good thing I had um, opium. Yep. Uh, Drugs. So, <laughs> Lonnie and Tommy, however, are both going to fire at Scamp. Uh, Tommy actually does it with disadvantage. Lonnie uh, misses. Nope. So, bad luck for Lonnie. And Tommy with disadvantage rolled a natural 17 with disadvantage. So that does hit. Uh, you take... That was cocked. Uh, better result on the non uh, for you on the uh, uh, on the non-cocked one. That, uh, you only take six points of damage, but make a concentration check. Me? Uh, no, it? no, scamp. Scamp. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Right, lost track. Uh, oh no, I've lost it. That was only a seven. Bollocks. The entirely illusory flaming uh, cage uh, is dispelled from around Morag. Okay. Which makes it Morag's turn. Morag is going to use a bonus action to find her second wind. Yeah, she's healing. Yes, uh. she is. She goes back up so a number of hit points. Second uh, wind is so good. Yeah, she then... Uh, nope, she's going to take the hit from Fighty. She backpedals away from Fighty, giving him free attack. Uh, which hits. Uh, Fighty does... Six points of damage to her, taking away some of that second wind. Uh, but with that, it is enough for her to move freely. So she's got quite a bit of range. She, knowing what's been happening to her, she's going to run around, skims past Fighty, so that she's within. She's actually going to go up onto the, as she has a lot of movement, you see her run a good 40 feet up the stairs oh, no. near the, mat, uh, the malt uh, tub, uh, directly onto the, um, uh, up onto the walkway so that she's now has a, ni uh, uh, has a nice clear line of sight between the mash and liquor tons and is going to fire three shots down at Scamp. Shit. Uh, so... First shot, uh, and because she she has a certain priority, she is going. Okay, so that would that would have missed. That's a, that was only an eleven, but she's going to use a special ability. You see her take a moment to line up the shot before she fires, which allows her to add six to the damage uh, to the attack roll. Oh, so that's a seventeen, which will hit you. You still up? Dead eye. Dead eye. Um, a special ability. Uh, do you take 16 points of percussive damage? Down. I'm out. Oh, God. Yeah. Now that you're down, she's going to turn her attention to Celestia. You're by the boiler. Nope, she's got a line of sight on you. So she's going to fire her next two shots at you then. So that's 17. Yep, no, 17 to hit. Oh, yeah, that hits. Okay. You take uh, eight points of percussive damage. Cool. And then her third shot uh, goes as well. Critical hit. Shit, I'm going to be down too. Fuck. That was a one on the damage die. Whew, you good. take six points of percussive damage. Oh, I'm still up. But Holy she's going to Jesus. use dead eye. She has multiple of these per day. So she can add, uh, she adds one extra point of damage. She can add 1d10 to either attack or damage. Okay, so that means I took 
You took um, seven. seven. Sorry, I forgot how to add one to six. <laughs> yeah, lucky damage rolls there. <laughs> okay, yeah. It just seems that uh, it seems that you know the spider gods or possibly a lot of opium is on your side, and maybe <laughs> and maybe a bit of red leaf. You're kind of mixing your uppers and downers here. Yeah, like I imagine I'm looking at everything through a bit of a haze right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Although, uh, with that, however, you see the last of the uh, six chambers seems to have fired. Uh, Good. <laughs> she, she clicks again as if to make a fourth shot, but it, there's just a... It rotates, but there's no uh, nothing else comes out. Ah, shit. Okay, Celestia. Okay. Um, I mean, I've just been shot, haven't I? So I'm pretty pissed. Yeah. Um, so I... I'm going to, with a bit of, like like red um, yeah. do I I chewed it didn't I it's not yeah, powder yeah. sorry uh, I'm going to spit out <laughs> the remains of the red leaf your look teeth at have kind of a pinkish colour now yeah look at Morag go ah! and I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers at ep- level 2 okay more like, said episode nice. 2 more like a dis- dissonant uh, <laughs> like dissonant uh, uh, you know death metal scream uh, <laughs> yep Natural 20 on the save, so it takes half damage. Fuck off. Oh. <laughs> it's such a good spell. Uh, ooh, mixed. Okay, so 8, 9, 11. So Part 5. 2, 5. Yeah. She's still up, thanks to that uh, uh, second win. Okay, and this is a really good moment for two bonus actions. So yep. um, it's a bonus action to drink a healing potion, isn't it? Yep. Okay, so I'm, I'm so going to... <laughs> what was that? I'm so nerfing this later. Carry on for now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well, I mean, we'll say it's my first one. So it's, it's your first one, so you know, you're just going to get an extra rush yeah. from this. Um, so I'm going to down a healing potion. How much healing is a standard healing potion? I uh, standard healing potion. It's like 1d8, isn't it? Uh, yeah. No. Uh, no, 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 sorry. No, standard, it's 2d4 plus 2. 1d8 was 3rd uh, edition. So 2d... F- ah, we used to play 3rd edition. That's where that's from. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So 2d4 plus 2. Okay, so I'm going to do that. Um, so that's 8 for me. So back up to double figures, which is <laughs> lovely. Uh, and then I'm going to turn to scamp and just sort of clap my hands and there's this big, like... You see a little purple flash come from them, yeah. and that's another healing word for scamp. Um, at let's see, ooh, how much do we want to heal? Got to conserve my last level two spell for just a little bit and heal you. Yep. One d four plus five. So that is fucking hell. I keep rolling ones when I heal you. That's six. <laughs> but you're up, scamp. so you know. There is a, with an inrush of breath, you feel uh, a lead shot pop out of your chest. Oh. And roll 1d100. Oh! Oh no! Oh, oh no! <laughs> you have lovely timing. Thank you. Uh, 68. Okay. Oh, come on! I'm just working out mechanically distances. By the way, I would like yeah. to move as no. well in a minute. Sorry? I would like to move as well in a minute. Okay, you want to Do move as well? Uh, I'm going to say it is at the moment she wakes up. So they wake yeah. up, they wake up. Mr. Uh, Mr. Anything, you're Robbie. Um, so yeah, the moment they wake up, uh, so the nearest current, uh, figure is just Morag because she's standing directly above her and you're just more than 10 feet away. 
So uh, you, okay, you are frightened by Morag until the so unhelpful until the end of your next turn, Scamp. Okay. Which is about to happen. Which it? is about to happen. Uh, but Celestia, you're going to move. Yeah, I'm just going to move to the other side of the boiler. Okay. So that I'm like, I can duck in by that wall. Okay, okay so yeah, you're, in, you're right out, in basically. that corner. Got it. Yeah. That was inconvenient. It could have been disastrous. Really <laughs> okay, Scamp. Over to you. Right. Um... Uh, you are. So yeah, while so. She's in line of sight, the yeah. effects happen, isn't it? Uh, while she's. Uh, so you've disadvantaged on ability checks and attacks while the source of your fear is within line of sight. You cannot willingly move closer to the source of your fear. Okay. Um, you just um, look up, and this, this woman who has just shot you repeatedly, eyes bloody and red, is just fucking terrifying. Oh boy. I think I'm going to have to move so that I can't see her. That seems like the logical thing to do. Yeah, yep. you just want to get out of, her, uh, out, of, uh, out of her range of shot. Um, so, what are these barrel things to the right of the broom? Uh, so those are fermenting vessels. They're about six foot, uh, five foot tall, so they're just enough that you could hide behind one. Can I go and dash behind one of those? Yep, yep, they're within easy... Yeah, you can get there with your movement, so you duck behind them. Who can I see from here? Okay, assuming that you're crouched in such a way as to avoid, uh, as to pr which provides you cover, um, that you can just about make out, so, so you can just about make out Tommy. Uh, you can't see Sunny or Honey because they're hidden by the huge mash that by comparison. The, those the ones that just came in? Yeah. Uh, they're by the door, they're feisty, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, and you can just... No. Actually, no, you can't even see... Uh, you can't even see uh, Lonnie, who's on, who's over by the boiler, because looking at the... Way... Oh, no, no, no! Actually, you can just see Lonnie if you move... If you're very careful about where you see it. So, yeah, you can just make out Tommy and Lonnie. Lonnie's by the boiler on yeah, the top, on the top. she? Yeah. Uh, do they have cover, or are they just like? They have cover because you have cover. Like they're like functionally because uh, actually that's not how it works. No, because you're no. Uh, Tommy has cover because he's behind some stairs. Lonnie <laughs> just about doesn't. Um, sorry. Let's try twinning it again then. Use my last sorcery point. Okay. I'll twin a first level chromatic or. Cool. Uh, so against Tommy, I was half gonna do Tides of Chaos and I didn't, and that's a one. Oh Bollocks. no, the person near top. Fuck, that means yeah, no, that's uh, causing, that's causing nearest person. Yeah. To Tommy. And the other one is a lot twenty something. Yeah, so roll damage for causing first. Oh, I'm sorry, um, and. What damage am I going to do? I'll stick to the thunder damage because I hadn't really thought about it. Hmm. Um, oh. Well, 13. Causing you to take 13 points of thunder damage and I smacked against the wall. Oh! Great! And the other one. Ah, oh, 11. On the other person. Okay. 
Only takes 11 points of damage. Alright. And so. I'm going to down a healing potion. Okay. Good. Give me four plus two. Uh, that makes it 40s go. Ooh, good and bad. Okay. Fighty moves into melee with, with Honey and Sunny and is, under the circumstance, going reckless. So, Druk. Oh, I forget who she is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, against Honey first. Uh, I have been doing this wrong. He gets three attacks. He's level five now, not level four. Shit. Oh, so good. Fighty's yeah. a higher level than us? Yeah. Oh. Fighty is just that a little bit higher. kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, he but, is really hardcore. I buy yeah. that. Uh, yeah, no, I totally buy that. Yeah. I also get the distinct impression he's lived a lot longer than any of us. <laughs> Probably. Uh, so that hits. He lived a lot more. Mm. That hits. <laughs> So that's two against Sonny uh, with the Droog. So six, six. Twelve points of damage to Sonny. And then to Honey. Uh, oh, still hits. Because that was with advantage, not disadvantage. And Honey takes nine. Okay, he just thwack twice with the Droog. And then just draw, pulling another knife from another of the shear, a, a different sort of uh, set, set of shears from his belt, proceeds to just stab Honey, uh, uh, just just in the side of the pelvis, uh, so, uh, so it, sl- uh, it bounds off the bone. Okay, wow. calls in. Uh, was I blasted off my? No, feet no, by you that. were smacked into the wall, but regained your footing. Alright, that was unhelpful. Uh, presumably, uh, Tommy's still um, Yeah, Tommy's still... Next to me. Actually, he's not next to you, but he's within 20 feet of you in the corner of the room. Okay. Um, do I have the opportunity to uh, try and retrieve my other cutlass without uh, provoking an opportunity It attack? won't provoke an opportunity attack. Uh, but uh, I'm going to say it will cost you a bonus action. Okay, I'm not going to do that for now. I am uh, just going to go uh, go up to him and try and clock him over the head again, uh, take him down. Okay, go for it. Why are you trying to keep him alive? Well, I mean, that's what causing wants to do. Not a yeah, yeah. person, I suppose. <laughs> Fellow Hoffman. Okay, that's a 21 to That heads roll damage. Okay, that's well, was five bludgeoning. Okay, but I mean I do have the other attack, so why not? Uh, that is twenty-two. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's a uh, further eight damage. Okay, so that's thirteen total. Awesome. Yeah. Okay then, Tommy is. Whacked once with the once with the uh, with the butt of the scimitar, once essentially just pistol whipped uh, with, yeah. the, uh, with the uh, pistol in your other hand. <coughs> He'd have reversed it and um, is now just using the hilt or well, the handle as a ah, yeah. son of a bitch. 
Um, okay, so uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Technically, using if you're using the pistol as the if you're using a pistol as a melee weapon, that should really do d4 damage. I was going to say that though, it, like for flavor's sake. Yeah. Otherwise, I can just be doing it with uh, uh, with the like the the hilt of the cutlass and then the uh, the hand guard. Sort of like clock down and then yeah, but the, 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 the mechanically it, like the important the thing is you your extra attack comes from your offhand weapon. Oh, I see. Ah, okay, I know exactly what I'm going to do then. Okay, I am going to the the cutlass that I still have yeah. is in my uh, my left yeah. hand. Corson is right handed. Yeah. The cutlass that he lost was in his right hand. He is going to uh, run up to him, clock him with his offhand. Yeah. Um, make to um, slash around again, drop it, and catch it with his other hand and clock him again in the face. Okay, that was cool enough, I'll allow it, but next time, get a weapon in your other hand. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, so, McDougal time. Oh dear. Uh, Tommy, uh, s uh, uh, Tommy slips his, uh, uh, drop, uh, that kind of he spins his uh, his pistol and sheathes his, uh, puts his fist up and says, "Okay, that way on, I'll do it then. Fine." And he's going to just do two quick jabs and try it uh, and punch your lights out. Uh, okay. So that's fifteen. Uh, fifteen just hits. Okay, me. you take five points of bludgeoning damage because. Uh, Tommy uh, is actually a prize fighter. Oh dear. And that was a natural 17, so you take another four points of bludgeoning damage as he just punches you twice in the jaw, one from either side. <laughs> Turns out his left hook is as good as his right. Um, Ouch. Okay, <laughs> uh, the other McDougals, uh, Sunny and Honey, seeing the bullshit that has just turned up in front of them, uh, are both going to split, provoke it, and hope, and I'm going to say fighter takes the attack against Sunny, still with advantage, because he's still reckless. Uh, and, yep, that hits. Does another <laughs> eight points of damage, Sunny. Uh, but they split and they run up the stairs either side so that they're now both at the top of the stairs either side of the wagon turn and both fire down at fighty with advantage oh dear uh, yes crit oh dear. so first shot against fighty does nine half to five damage uh, go Second one is <coughs> uh, 12 half to 6 damage. Is Fighty still up? Fighty's still fine. Good. Fighty can get through a lot of shit. He's raging. <laughs> yeah, he's everything's raging. Halved. Everything's halved. Um, yeah, he's... Fighty, like, just... Screws, just like... Ah, oh, come on! You call those gunshots! I've had worse than that! <laughs> um... <laughs> That's Sonny and Lonnie yeah. taken up. Uh, Tommy has just punched you. Uh, Bonnie is going to take a shot at Fighty as well, because she's also on the stairs. 
and I'm just going to move back up towards the uh, uh, the bottles a little bit. Again, hitting, doing another oh, 11 half to five points of damage. Fighty's still up and fine, as far as you can tell, <laughs> barely bloodied. Just seems How to be able to take it. Fighting? Yeah, it's really hard to tell. He doesn't seem to be slowing or anything. Uh, however, Lonnie is going to run along so that she's directly over where Scamp is. Uh, yeah, and fires down, fish in a barrel style. Natural 16, that hits. Scamp. We're going to die. You take uh, five points of percussive damage. Okay. Morak will action surge. Re reload her revolver. Oh, and now attack with it. <laughs> okay, so uh, no, Morag Morag clearly has a thing about magic users. So this time she's going to prioritize Celestia first because she, uh, oh, actually no, she's not. You're behind the boiler. Okay, Morag is going to make an acrobatics check because she is a crazy. Uh, uh, she is a one crazy bitch and leaps to the ground. Ah! <laughs> oh! Fuck! Takes two points of damage. <laughs> Picks herself back up. Oh, that would have been wonderful if she passed out. That would have been so good. <laughs> and using her remaining 20 feet, gets into a position where she can just see... So she's near the boiler, she can just see Celestia and Scamp. Scamp, you have cover, so your armor class is too higher. Uh, and is going to fire off some shots. First shot, Celestia. Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh. What? <laughs> oh, God, now he's making noises. Oh, shit. The revolver misfires and all six and all of the powder shots blast away. Uh, the, it, Does she, she have a hand afterwards? Uh, she <laughs> has a hand. It's covered in burn marks, uh, but more importantly, six uh, wildly firing bullets fly out of the gun. Uh, three of which land, sm land smack in her own chest. Uh, one of which, uh, uh, two, two of which pile, uh, just pour, uh, just smack uh, holes in the brew tun, which begins to pour out beer onto the floor, and the last of which smacks into the boiler, uh, <laughs> and just a, uh, and now just a gout of, uh, 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 of loose flame comes out from where the, uh, from where the coal was burning uh, underneath, uh, making that hilarious a little treacherous. She herself is thrown back into the mash tun, smacks, and slumps to the ground unconscious. She took 16 points of damage from the misfire and had Jesus. exactly 16 left. That was so good wow. Oh, I've just realised I've been doing dissonant whispers wrong. <laughs> if they don't save, they also have to run away. I'll remember that next time. Yes, that's what I was asking. So I, I couldn't remember it. Yeah, I forgot. Okay, that's fine. Um, is she... Dying, bleeding out, or just uh, She is bleeding out at this point. You would okay, say. Okay, so we've got yeah. three rounds to stay. Got three, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
<laughs> so Morag is she is ragdolled next to the mesh ton at this point. There is actually a halfling sized dent uh, where uh, where she uh, struck it. Well, that's her turn, Celestia. Well, um, <laughs> that happened. Um, right. Mm, try to work out distances for something. Honey, Sunny, and Bonnie. How close are they to each other? They are uh, just they like are over twenty feet. Just over twenty feet. Sunny and Bonnie are within ten feet of each other. Yeah. Uh, Probably not worth it. But Sunny and Lonnie are just about. I mean, Sunny and Honey are exactly twenty feet from each other. Fighty's in the middle of that uh, particular one, although he's he's a level down. Sunny so. and Honey are exactly twenty feet around. I thought Bonnie was like next to Sunny. Uh, Bonnie is next to Sunny, but she's north of where Sunny is. Honey. Is Why are you like this? Sun. Why have you named everybody this bullshit? Making <laughs> <laughs> this fight so hard. I did not think. I did not think of that when I named these characters. You made uh, an entire world, yet you couldn't plan ahead to think that it would maybe be hard if we have five fucking people with names that sound the same. <laughs> so actually, no wisdom. <laughs> uh, yes, Sunny and Honey are within 20 feet of each other. Okay. But Bonnie is 30 feet from Honey. Right, my head hurts. Um, <laughs> fuck's sake. Um, the important thing is you can catch Sunny and Honey or Sunny and Bonnie. Okay. Who looks injured out of them? Is anyone injured? Are any of them Sunny injured? and Honey look injured. Right. God, I don't know at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody uh, with a, na uh, a name ending in a Y. <laughs> <laughs> somebody. Oh, yeah, God. You can catch the two injured ones within the same 20 foot square. Right. Fuck it, I can only do it once a day. I'm going to cast... I'm going to, um... Reach over my back, do a little wow along my guitar neck, and I'm, the load of light's going to fly out the end. I'm going to cast Fairy Fire on Sunny and Honey, because I think we could do with some advantage, okay, to be perfectly yep. honest. They yep. um, are now outlined... Oh, well, actually, whoops, save some throws for them. They are now outlined in glimmering <laughs> purple lights. Yeah, is everybody up? Uh, ev all of your party are up. Okay, um... I'm going to turn to Corzin and go, go on, you can hit him harder than that. And I'm going to give Corzin inspiration. Nice. And then I'm going to turn to Scamp and go, make them see some weird shit. And I'm going to give Scamp inspiration <laughs> as well. Oh, double no, bonus action. I'm so nervous later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again, getting red leaf out my teeth. Yeah. It's just strands of it yeah. caught in between It's creepy. Teeth. It's horrible. Uh, okay, so that makes it Scamps go. Okay. Um, uh, I guess I'll attempt to hit one of the two that are now glowing purple. Hmm. Which, I guess the... Can I see them both equal, equally well as the one that's... If I move out a bit, can I see them both properly? Uh, yes. You'll need to move all the way out so that if you go... So that you're out of the... Uh, if you if you go head north, so that you're near the uh, eastern set of stairs. Okay, and I will. Either of them are looking more injured than the other, or just between Sunny and Honey. Sunny definitely more than Honey. She is. 
Okay, uh, I will first level chromatic orb at Sunny. Okay. This is my last one of those. Wow. Wow. That's an 11. Nice. That is enough to hit. She's not wearing any armor. Uh, and she's not as fast. That's with advantage. Yeah, she's not as hopped up as, uh, Duke, uh, uh, as Morag was. Uh, that is 11 damage as well. Nice. Okay. I'm going to go for something what? different than thunder because it's okay. too noisy. I'm just going to go for lightning at this point. Okay, as you strike her with a blast of lightning, uh, there is uh, she is struck. She is smacked against the wall, and with a sizzling blackened, uh, there's a sizzling blackened s- circle around her chest, and she just slumps to the ground. Oops, sorry, and I'm going to duck back into my barrels. <laughs> okay, Sunny is out of the game. Uh, all right, that makes it Fighty's go. Uh, Fighty is going to go after Honey then. Uh, so he goes the opposite way down towards the malt uh, vat, mm-hmm. and. Sod it, reckless! Actually, no, he doesn't need to. He, she's, she's perfectly normal. Uh, so, that uh, hits. First hit. Second hit hits. Third hit hits. Okay, so... So, five, seven, nineteen. Okay. Honey is somehow still up, despite getting smacked twice in the face by the droog, uh, and and shivved in the gut. Yeah, these you see how maybe maybe you can see how these guys have managed to uh, keep a stranglehold on the criminal underworld in this area. That tough motherfucker. Yeah, yeah they really are. Okay, uh, that makes it your go, Corzin. Okay. Um, question. Mm-hmm. Is the um, cockatrice venom that I have in a little vial that if I were to break it over somebody <laughs> would take effect? Uh, oh, you know that it requires an open wound to get into. So I guess if you make Tommy he has, has several open wounds. <laughs> so if you make it, if you do this as an attack roll, and it, uh, uh, I'll let you do it against his AC to kind of smack it into an open wound. So good if it works. <laughs> like... Okay, I'm going to do this um, again. Uh, feel free to um, to shoot me down mm-hmm. on this one. I'm going to treat the uh, the the vial, which I will yep. get out of my pack. Um, as my offhand weapon. Okay. It's an improvised weapon. That's fine. So, yeah. But yeah, so okay. It's... So, making a regular attack. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, 15. Okay, so... This is one of damage, yep. Eight slashing damage, yeah. opening a wound Slash. for me. Okay. Uh, I guess, I mean, what would this be? Would this be strength-based? Uh, like Either strength or dex, your choice, really, I'd say, with this. Cause dex, definitely. But no proficiency. <laughs> okay, so it is just plus four. Kay. Okay. Fourteen. That hits! You yes. smash the vial. <laughs> slash, And this grey ooze just splatters into the wound. Okay, so is a constitution save? Uh, I'm not sure how many of those I've got left, but... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was a natural 19. Bugger. That would have been so good. Like just Damn like it. You see a little bit of the wound turn white and crumble a bit, but it looks like not enough managed to get in. Balls. Does sometimes oh. just happen. 
Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I still did damage. Yeah. So, uh, that makes it... Tommy's turn. Tommy's going to oh, stretch out his arm. Oh, you fucker! And he's going to just Marquis of Queensbury this. Um, oh. So, uh, nope. 11 doesn't hit. Uh, nope. 17 does. So, the first jab you duck out of the way, but it just leaves you open for the second one. Uh, and oh. he just oh, kind of like just smacks you with the side of his fist. Like, it's like he's gone, like, almost doing, like, a bit, bit of a karate chop. It's not quite as effective as just a simple punch would have been, however. And you only take three three Calls points of damage. spits out a tooth. Whoa. Oh, dear. <laughs> Fortunately, in the world of, Cal- uh, of Calcinia, a carefully reapplied tooth... Th- uh, a, 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 tooth a tooth that's carefully reinserted uh, with a dose of healing... Uh, with a bit of healing potion well, yeah, can actually uh, be re- reattached. Um, just don't gargle just with don't it. Just don't gargle with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, the, yeah, that's uh, Tommy's go. Lonnie, how much damage? Uh, sorry, uh, three. Three. Okay. Okay. Uh, honey, just go. Oh fuck! 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 Uh, and she is just going to. Uh, yeah, she's going to disengage from Fizey and runs out. Uh, uh, and runs out the double doors. Shit. So she's um, she's about fifteen feet out the double doors. They're running into this stables as you hear um, Lonnie shout, "Honey, come back, you coward! This is the last of this!" Uh, and is going to fire down at the person who has been launching just balls of fucking energy. Like, at, yeah, it's like. Yeah, move, my sister! Don't explode! I'll kill you! <laughs> okay, that that wasn't me. Fifteen? Uh, <laughs> oh, that is my armor class. Oh, oh, nice. Okay, you take. Oh. Unless I've got any cover from this one, I don't think I do. No, you, you had to move yeah. out of cover. Uh, Ten points of percussive damage. I did move back into cover, um, but. Did you? I'm down. Okay. Yeah, I moved out and back in. Then it strikes one but of I, the. I don't uh, know where they are. No, no, it's fine. She's. Uh, she is still above you, so no. There's enough cover that you can protect. So no, no, that that misses. Then it cracks into the one of the barrels. It would have hit you if it if you hadn't been taking cover. Good. Then um, I'm not unconscious. Good, good, good. Uh, oh. Bommy, however, has Uh-oh. been making her run across uh, and is yeah. She is just got. Hmm, she runs all the way along, so she's now again on the top walkway near where the hops are. But she can't see you if you're back hiding back under the uh, barrels. So she's going to take a shot at Celestia instead, Uh-oh. Uh, which was a natural seventeen, so that mm-hmm. hits. Definitely hits. Uh, Celestia, you take ten points of damage instead. Ooh, a whole hit point. Lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> Celestia's looking bad. Yeah. Okay. It hits her in the shoulder and she half careens into the boiler, bleeding yep. a lot. <sighs> okay, so that makes it... Celestia's go. Because um, Morag is... Oh, Mar- Morag? Fails death saving throw. Bye. Ooh, yeah, um, we, we should probably do something about that. So, which one just shot me? 
Uh, the one that just shot you is Bonnie. She is on top near the hop. She's near the hops. That on the walkway. First, I'm gonna naturally. I'm gonna go. Fuck's sake! Under my breath, and I'm gonna cast Healing Word on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will roll that. Yay! First healing word that's been more than one fucking hit point. Good. Okay, double figures. Lovely. Um, so that's done. And um, then I'm going to look up at Bonnie and I'm going to take out the flintlock pistol and I'm going to shoot her. Okay. I think I'm going to go forwards a bit first though because yep. I think I have to be within 20. So Okay, you hustle forwards into the centre of the room and fire up at her. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Uh, oh, that's really good. That's... A twenty-two. Oh, that hits roll damage. Come on, let's kill her. Um, so that's that's ten. Okay. No, that's eight. Sorry, I can't do maths. Okay. Crack strikes her in the shoulder. Ah, fuck! What can I get you for that? Um, fuck you. <laughs> but that's it. Okay. She's anyone here. else dying? Anyone else looking really bad in the party? Oh. Uh, I got. Well, I'm. Don't tell me how many you have, just tell me how, you, how bad you're looking. Corson's looking pretty rough. Okay. I don't think I could take Like, not on hit. death's door, but pretty rough. I mean, that shot would have taken me down. Okay. Um, I'm going to look between Scamp and Corson for a moment, cartoon-like, and try and decide who's bleeding more and go for Scamp. <laughs> so, yeah, you're probably correct. So, um, I'm going to... Again, do a little hand clap and you get a wave of purple energy and you get a healing word. So I'm going to roll that. Where's my d4s? There's my d4. Oh, good. Uh, you get nine. Thank you. What word do you use to heal? Um, it's a clap. It's a clap. It's a bard heal. Oh, <laughs> healing clap. Oh my god, my healing words haven't been words for ages. They use <laughs> xylophone. <laughs> okay. Scamp. Right, um, one of them's trying to leave, aren't they? One of them's coming out the door. Yep, that'd be yeah. uh, Honey. Honey is running out the door. Uh, was she one of the ones that was verified? Uh, yes, she is indeed verified. Still lit right. with an obvious purple glow. Let's not let her fetch people just in case that's what she's yep. doing. So I will. I've run out of first level spells. This is going to be a second level chromatic orb. Okay, Tides is dormant um, so that you're aware. Yeah. Not that it would help in this situation because she's already very far, but yeah. So that, that's going to hit. That's twenty-five. Roll damage. Uh, I'm going to use fire to the outside. Okay. And it's silent. Nice. Uh, Eighteen. The fire is silent, but the screams are not. Oh dear. Ah! And she okay. falls into a burning, screaming heap on the floor. Good. Honey Goodbye. is out of the fight. <laughs> um, is there anywhere I can get any cover? I can come out far enough to see her. Yeah, you can just duck straight back into the cover you were in. Oh, shit. That. <laughs> I did not move back into cover. That was a bad nope. move. <laughs> I forgot. Okay, shit. Oh, well. In her nature to be hidden. Yeah. It's not not so really, no. Oh, Fighty. Uh... Fighty, is Fighty high enough level to benefit from barbarian move speed increases? Let me just strictly check. I think, Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Start, yeah. I think it's only small at the start, but it does start. 
Yeah. Can you get like 10 foot or something? I don't know, he's exactly fast enough uh, to get the fast movement. So it's in 10 feet extra, so 35 feet. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Uh, not quite fast enough to get it that way. So instead, thank goodness he gets advantage on these. He's going to make an athletics check. He leaps, just catches the end of the uh, 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 of the walkway next to where Bonnie is, pulls himself uh, up. That's and, very cool. <laughs> uh, up uh, using the droog for support, and then proceeds to. Uh, he's got the and having dropped one of his knives along the way, he unhooks from under his coat a bullwhip. Ooh. Reaches forward and crack. He's going to use it. This is reckless to uh, to get hold uh, uh, to. Okay, he attacks Lonnie. Um, it hits. Doesn't do damage. Instead, opposed athletics check. Oh, nice. And hers. He pulls the pistol out of her hand. And flings it across the room. Oh, he has gone full Indiana. Do I see that from where you I do. am? Okay. Alright, I'm fine. Good, good. Cool. Um, you see Celestia shake her head for a second. Uh, he then okay. runs right up to her and proceeds to droog her twice. Um, Actually, what did we decide the DC was on that? 15. Yeah, I'm fine. Cool. Like, I have to um, get a 15, or yeah, I have to get above yeah, 15. Get. Yeah. That was exactly 15, so we're all good. Yeah, seven, and six. Only because of my new waistcoat was that fine, but... Um. <laughs> okay, Bonnie is smacked repeatedly with the drew. She is not looking happy, but she's still up, although now very disarmed. Uh, she's on the. Uh, she's now just stood on the walkway by the hops. Uh, uh, by by the hops vat with uh, with fighty, uh, hands empty. Corzin, you are on the ground, uh, engaged and currently engaged in fisticuffs with Tommy. Yeah, how's he looking? Uh, about as well as you are. All right. <laughs> um, I'm gonna reach back into my uh, pack and do I have any of the tool venom? <laughs> yeah, you like got three of the those. fucking potions today. <laughs> uh, although, hang on, don't I have to apply that to a blade? Yes, but mu- because it it does injury damage, so I guess much like this, you've opened up a wound, so you could try and smash it, smash it in. Okay. Like it. applying it to a, <laughs> applying it to a blade is a much more efficient way of of, in, of applying the venom. Oh, sorry, uh, yeah, the paralytic, but. Actually, no, I'm, I'll hold yep. on to that, because he's not the only one who's still yeah. up. Okay. Um, I am going to attack okay. him, though. Uh, okay. Oh, that's a... 10 to hit? Just not enough. You try and catch him with the with the pommel, but he pulls out of the way with those boxes' reflexes. He's still inspired. God damn it. Oh, oh yes! Oh, Actually, I'm going to use okay. the inspiration. Eleven. Oh, by the way, but just feeling the uh, the rush of 
uh, of urgency from uh, from uh, Celestia's confirmation that you have this, you you just pull your fist around a little bit quicker and clock him in the temple. Nice. Oh. Okay. Thank you. Um. Right. Okay, that's eight bludgeoning. Oh, nice. Not quite enough to drop him, but nice. You can see he's now looking very woozy. Oh, oh fuck him out. Oh. Forgot what round it is. <laughs> he says, he, he grip, lifts his uh, hands back up into a kind of unsteady guard right near his face. He says, only round that matters. Knockout round. And he's going to take two jabs back <laughs> at you. Okay. <laughs> He's a nutter. <laughs> he overextends. You can take an attack of opportunity if you want, because that was a natural. Oh one. hell yes! God damn it! That's another ten. Not quite enough. As he uh, uh, he lunges forwards, making it perfect for you to try and uh, just uh, to, uh, reap him uh, in the leg with your foot, but he stuck. Uh, you just don't quite manage it. He stumbles to the side and takes another jab at you. Uh, but this one you're prepared for. You pull back out of the way. Looks like this fist fight's not over yet. Uh, okay. Uh, Lonnie uh, is still in a position to just coldly fire down at Scamp. He does have cover. And isn't she in melee with... Nope, that's Bonnie. There's too many of them. I'm so sorry. Why are you like I've this? Track. <laughs> I have actually lost track of how many of them. Yeah, you take six there points. Of, you take six left. points of damage. There are three left. Yeah. Okay. Bonnie, Tom, Lonnie, and Tommy. Tommy's in a fist fight <laughs> with uh, with uh, uh, with Corzin. Bonnie's uh, 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 Bonnie's in a knife whip fight with uh, Fighty. And they're top left. <laughs> yep. And uh, Lonnie is just coldly firing down at you. Uh, Lonnie's a cast iron bitch. Uh, but yeah. Mm. Five points of damage. Yeah. Sorry, no, that wasn't five, that was six. My apologies. Okay, uh, you're still up, so that makes it. Celestia's. Oh, no, wait, one moment. Morag succeeds on the death saving throw. Celestia. Okay. Okay, um. Cool. Lonnie isn't damaged at all, is she? Uh, she's a little, she's a little roughed up from a thunder blast, but otherwise pretty, yeah, pretty together. Okay, I might try and get some damage in on her, I think. Um, so, whew, what am I gonna do? Fucking hell. Um, I'm going to. Um. I'm gonna look up at her and go. What are you gonna? What are you doing hiding up there in the fucking rafters, you little coward? And while I'm saying it, I'm gonna scrape my nails down the nearest thing, which I believe is the brew. Yep. And um, oh, I can hear that in my hearts. And um, <laughs> I'm gonna do a second level dissonant whispers because let's she get saves. rid of some people. Damn it! Swear they always fucking say it's a good roll though. Uh, so nine, fourteen, fifteen. Okay. After seven, but still effective. Um, and she, no, she saved. Yeah. Never mind. She shakes her head a little, and you see just a, like a couple of specks of blood come out of the nurse. Oh God! Is there anything? You ain't your turn. 
says to you. As she's reloading her uh, her flintlock, you know, jamming the the powder down. God, I'm literally like out of spells now. Um, I don't know if I can do anything else with a bonus action. Quite possibly not. I don't think I can. Um, I think I'm just going to try and take some cover, actually. Yes. I think I'm going to okay. go over to the bottom right-hand corner. Okay, you're now ducking the uh, behind the barrels with uh, with Scamp. Yeah. Okay, Scamp, what do you do? Um, where is Morag? Morag is uh, by the mashed uh, tongue. Uh, Can I get to her? Yes, you have enough movement. But do not make her do conscious. Do I know how to stabilise people? You can make an untrained medicine check. Okay, well I guess that's what we're doing. <laughs> uh, and I will... Yeah, I will get to her and I will try and stabilise her okay. and use Tides of Chaos. <laughs> oh no, that's not going to work. That's a seven. Oh shit. You... <laughs> have no idea what you're doing you prodder a bit you, you, like, you get here you think like okay all of the stuff I've seen cause and do in the in the ship's uh, in, in the, you know, the, sh- the ship's medical bay all the time I've seen him use the tools and um well shit <laughs> I have not is the slightest is that all my movement uh you got like 10 feet of movement left is there anywhere I can get cover from that? You can hide behind the liquor uh, uh, tongue. Yeah, I'll give that a go. Yeah, okay. You are... Red stuff's supposed to stay on the inside. You're fully... But it's obs- not staying in! Okay, uh, behind the liquor tongue, you're actually obscured from everyone. <laughs> Which is nice. Uh, okay, fighty. Um, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, fighty. Uh, the, I've mentioned uh, uh, fighty gra- uh, pulls the droog uh, behind uh, Bonnie's neck, grabs it with his other hand, and uses it to pull her forward. So he knocks her in the forehead, and as she's woozy, she he just takes grabs her by the shoulders and shoves her over the edge of the walkway into the hops vat. You just see. I was so waiting for someone to fall in on one of those. I'm so glad someone. Yeah, did. I really wanted that to happen. You just hear a <laughs> I did not snap. have the strength to try. No, um, me neither. The hops flowers blossom up into the air. For so is she down as well now. She is down as well. Cracking. Okay. Uh, Bonnie is out of the uh, is out of the game there, uh, and that was I think fighty is going to use the remainder of his movement to run so that he's. Down at the bottom of the steps on the other side. Actually, no, fuck it. Fighty's going to jump. Fighty jumps. That hurt my knees. <laughs> rubs, the, uh, rubs his knees a little. Gets up uh, and is able to get into position uh, to be next to... Okay, no, no. He's able to get into... He's able to run along so that he's at the... Uh, so that he's between... No, no, yeah. He can actually get to the boiler, so which he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last thing he's going to do is he's going to take the whip, whip crack up, and try and get hold and make an attack roll against Lonnie, mm. which succeeds. Uh, and opposed athletics 
and acrobatics check. The whip coils around her leg and he yanks. Lonnie falls off the uh, uh, walkway and smacks down right next to where Celestia is hiding. Yes, good. Also takes four points of falling damage. Not that I'm good in melee or anything, but you know, Mm. still, she's not... You have a sword. I do have a sword. I do have a sword. She's actually prone. Uh, So, cause it. Top of the round. Okay. Is this? I'm getting the impression this guy's a bit of a you know a chunkily built bruiser. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For um, halfling standards, he, he's probably got a good half. Somehow, foot like during well, the course of this he? fight, you're not sure how. Like he's he's uh, he's 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 shrugged his coat off, and he's wearing just a sleeveless vest that exposes his thick, muscly <laughs> arms. <laughs> He's okay. the he's the redhead with the least hair on top as well. Like it's so he's like almost entirely bald. There's just like a little bit of, of oh, thin wow. hair. Yeah, yeah. Gross. <laughs> okay. And you can see like his ripped muscles are just sweating. They're glistening in the in the light of the occasional fire of the fires that are now bursting out of the boiler. Right, I'm gonna cast Hunter's Mark on him. Fuck it. <laughs> okay, you focus in. All right, that's seventeen to hit. Roll damage with Hunter's Mark. All right. Okay, that's five regular damage, <laughs> and uh, Hunter's yep. Mark. That's another five, so ten. How total. would you like to take Tommy down? Oh yes, he needs right. to die. I'm standing next to the. Um, yeah. uh, I'm standing next to the. the uh, the car. Right? Uh, you're actually no, no, no. You're in the corner of the room uh, by this stairwell. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Corson is gonna uh, take one step back, launch himself off the stairwell, <laughs> and with the flat of his blade, bring it down on the crown of his head. Whack! Whack! Okay. <laughs> and uh, as he falls over, he goes, and that, my friend, is a lesson in a low center of gravity. <laughs> Tommy is out for the count. Thank fuck for that. <laughs> nice. Tommy was the worst. Lonnie <laughs> yeah. picks herself up. Oh. Ah, shit. She draws a knife and is going to just try and shiv you repeatedly, Celestia. Fair. <laughs> uh, no. And no. Yes. Good. Ah, oh, shit. Celestia, it's all good. crap aim, I say, and I pull out my rapier and do an unnecessary flourish and go for it. Because <laughs> so I'm never in melee with people, so fuck it. Oh, that's a one. <laughs> that's an actual one. <laughs> Roll damage. Uh, balls. Um, so, hang on, where's my d8? Uh, four? Half to two. Ah! What's wrong? Uh, you're on that thing! You, sm- you stab fighty, you happen to oh, who's there as well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not Sorry. good with a rapier. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's that's three people who have had a weapon mishap mm. this time. Yeah. This uh, s- any other actions from your part? Um, I have like one inspiration left and nothing else. Um... You know, not really, actually. Okay, scamp then. Um. Oh, have you? Did you skip over more? Oh uh, shit! I did. 
Morag saves again. Okay. If she saves three times, she's stable but unconscious, isn't she? Yeah. Yes. Oh dear, oh dear. How many of the buggers is there left? I've One. It's One. It's just Lonnie now. Okay, well then yep. I'll try and stabilise this person because okay. there are other people around. Yeah. Um, so I go back to, I try to stabilise it. I'm still inspired. You are. That's you a are. six. Yeah. That's ten. You're trying, you're like trying to wrap up these wounds, but the blood, like the, the bullet wounds won't stop bleeding. Cousin! That <laughs> <laughs> stuff's not staying in! A little busy at the moment. <laughs> uh, okay, I guess uh, fighty then is. Yep. Okay, yeah. Fighty just takes the droog and backhands Lonnie across the back of the skull and. Ah, oh, good. She is out cold. That's all of them. Uh, Corzin, you are able. Uh, Corzin, it's your go. Okay. Um, is there anybody other than uh, Morag who looks like they're in danger of bleeding out? Uh, you can't currently check on Bonnie's condition, uh, but Sunny and Honey have. Uh, Sunny is uh, has an ele- electrical burns around her chest, and Honey is on fire. <laughs> And he's also like outside, and we can outside on fire, crackling merrily. It would have uh, probably okay. Sorcery right now, I'm, I'm going to do well with non-lethal damage. I'm, I'm going to go over there. And I'm going to beat the flames okay. out. But after that, I'm just going to do a cursory inspection and make sure okay. she's not Okay, so that's the dead. first first check is against Honey. Give me a medicine check. Okay, medicine. I'm going to re-roll that, because I'm lucky. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> that was a natural one. Oh, and thank fuck, Sonny is a luck. Is, is you it? rolled one of those earlier, and you didn't... Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh. Nope, I didn't declare it. Oh. Back. Never mind, but that was not very much better. I've got a total of six now. Okay. Six. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Okay, that's another <laughs> check for Honey. Okay, you can roll again. Honey is on the verge of death. You pat the flames out, but she needs immediate medical attention. Uh, what about? Are we still in the rounds? Yeah, we're still in rounds. What about Morag then? If we're back to Morag, uh, has stabilized. It seems okay. that uh, enough of re- enough repeated, just like bandaging and stuff, seems to be able to stop the wounds. Uh, at least there's there's not the bleeding is stopped. Ish has been staunched. You reckon Corzin might want to take a look at this later, but uh, yeah. Yeah. She, she's, yeah. she's not in immediate risk of dying right now. Uh, just in case, everybody make a uh, perception check. Okay. Oh. Two. Five. Eight. <laughs> okay. As you're busy taking care of Honey, um, you look up and you can see Sunny, who seems to have like somehow managed to pick uh, wake up after the electrical burns in her chest is dragging herself out the back door and trying to sl- trying to slump off into the night okay i point her out to the others don't let her get away 
who wants to, to take any action against Sonny. I mean, are we still in rounds? Yeah, yeah, not? so I guess... Uh, no, no, at this point, like, you can elect simultaneously. Okay, cool. I would like to go around, drag Sonny in, and start tying everybody up. Okay, Sonny is, Sonny is up on one hit point, so, like, do you want to just try and wrestle her to the ground? Yeah, basically. Okay, give me an athletics check. Rugby tackle. Uh, oh, that's really good. 21. Ooh. Do they have rugby in the Okay, end? that's good enough. She got a 20 on acrobatics, so Ooh. she's slippery, but you just managed to get her down. You just grab her by the head and conk straight yeah. down, and she's just out like uh, 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 out like a light. Okay. Tie her back up. Yeah. Um, I, um, yeah, I, I tie her up and I drag her in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Causing, because Honey... Did not okay. Actually, you know what? She's really on the verge. Give me one more um, medicine check. It's all gonna come down to this, Chris. Okay, come on. Yeah. Can I use my healer's kit? In yes, yes, you are. So it gives you advantage. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, that was a nineteen. Okay. On the so that's a twenty. Three. She's on the verge of death, but working like a madman, you're just about able to keep her from crossing over into that dark veil. She was on okay. two death failed death saving throws. <laughs> uh, no, okay, she's probably got third degree oh, burns yeah. over most of her body. Yeah, and sorry, <laughs> and yeah, I'm going around systematically tying everybody up. Okay. You it has to it takes a bit of work to fish Bonnie out. Bonnie is unconscious but not dying, mm-hmm. uh, and you do end up with a posse of. You end up like Fighty wanders over to Tommy, who is is still screaming on the ground after being uh, double kneecapped and just cold clocks him. <laughs> nice. so just to shut the screaming up more than anything else. Thank you. That was very loud. I say to him. Ah, oh, it's quite all right. You've got to know just where to hit a man to avoid doing permanent damage it's when you knock him out. Big skill, I feel. I know. Something I've had a lot of practice with. Mm. Oh, you um, yeah, you tie up, uh, or other yeah, the incapacitated six other members of the McDougals, and thoroughly bind the unconscious uh, and quite injured Morag. Also doing a little light surgery to get the 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 uh, yeah, the I, I so. uh, okay, shot out of their chest while you're at it. Um, You'll need to take them some, some distance, but you do already. But you, uh, a path has been. But you do have a. Uh, there is a safe house nearby. Okay. Yes, that you were prearranged to go you to. Also have a cart. Do have a cart. Uh, Let's load them all onto the back of the that. cart. Yeah, the horses. Fortunately, were they have attempted to bolt, but were securely uh, locked within the stables and have sit, have now finally calmed down, although they're a bit skittish. Face down to explode the horses. I couldn't if I wanted to, darling. I'm utterly tapped. Oh. <laughs> We're all right. Should we search? Should we search this place? Yeah, let's search it. I search it a bit worryingly fast because I'm still super high. Yeah, give me. <laughs> How uh, long's okay, it been? I'll help you and keep looking, watching. Hmm. Uh, it's been like five just minutes. Five minutes. You got five yeah. minutes of this high left. Give me. Uh, give me an investigation check. Everybody who's searching. Okay, I will do. Assuming oh, that's I'm a one! <laughs> I sure find nothing. Dies. Oh! Am I? I managed to bash my hand on the table mm. and drop my dice. 
You um, rolled a one at rolling pass. dice. Oh. Yes, yes, I did. Okay. Um, but for actually investigation, it was an eleven. Okay, uh, Jason, yep. am I still um, ensuring everyone doesn't bleed out, or can I? You can enjoy roll this. another. I think they're all okay. tied up by this point. Yeah, aren't they? they're all tied up by this point. Yeah, I think Fighty's just watching. Right yeah. Okay, investigation. That's a fifteen. Okay, so, with a natural one, you find what appear to be a series of opium bricks stocked into one corner of the stable. Uh, note, those are just bricks. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> it's just a pile of bricks. It's It was dark. <laughs> You're really... Maybe maybe two different drugs are kind of pay, playing a little bit of Merry Devil with you right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's nice to look at the bricks for a little bit weirdly long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Calls in. Uh, yep. you looking around? There's um, that's scam. You you find there is a couple of uh, you know there's there's all of um twenty silver yeah you know, twenty silver pieces in the cash box behind the bar part. Uh, however, investigating the no cash kept here overnight. Yes. That's uh, however, investigating the office uh, using a set of keys found in uh, uh, found in Morag's pocket. Uh, well, actually, calls in. You investigate the office. Scam. You're searching through the uh, unconscious forms. You find uh, fifty silver in uh, pieces in uh, loose change. You also find uh, six uh, flintlock pistols. Nice. Uh, uh, around uh, a collectively between them uh, 26 uh, lead shot and uh, cartridges of powder. Um, I don't know what to do with these. Just sort of holding them awkwardly. Yeah. So uh, up to you who you want to give those to if any, if you want to collect them. Uh, you also find uh, the somewhat broken six shot revolver. I'll hold on to that, but put the rest in a pile. Yeah. Um, so it was a total of seventy gold, with seventy silver. <coughs> seventy silver. Stuff that was. Yeah. So that's twenty three. Yeah. Uh, you right. also find uh, two paper twists in Morag's pocket of red leaf powder. I'm going to take those and try not to let Celestia see. Okay. Um, causing searching through the uh, through the office. You know, you've already previously seen where to touch to avoid setting off whatever security measures are on the desk, uh, which you do before opening the bottom drawer. Inside, you find uh, a brick of opium. Okay. With. Uh, Stolen. <laughs> yep. Uh, with, I'm going to call it eight doses. Probably about. Eight, actually, it's a brick. No, 18 doses. Jesus. Uh, in there. So it's just a <coughs> solid brick of opium. Uh, you also find... Uh, that is quite a haul. 120 gold pieces. Bloody hell. Nice. Yeah, uh, in total. Uh, some of it's Also silver. stolen. Some of it's silver. Some of it's uh, gold. Um... You find a pouch containing eight 
kind of like handfuls, dose, yeah, mouthfuls of uh, unprocessed red leaf as well. Okay. Also, I'm stating now for the future, so now that that is over, uh, the stats for red leaf. 10 for extra yeah. speed and advantage on strength and dex checks, but not saves. Okay. For 10 minutes. Okay. And that's afterwards. unprocessed, yeah. Yeah, unprocessed. Powder has different okay. Powder has different effects. If you can get some, you can find out what that does. Sorry, uh, how many doses of the red leaf? Eight. Eight. Okay. Okay. Nice little are you holding on to the gold? Um, is anyone else currently present? Uh, right now. I'm staring at the bridge like a weirdo. Yeah, it's like Celestia is Celestia is busy searching outside, and uh, unsuccessfully. Uh, Scamp is busy in the main room. You're the only one there with the with all of this. All thing. right, he's gonna pocket the gold, and um, <laughs> he's gonna uh, take the uh, the brick and the red leaf uh, back out, and then dump it in the back of the cart as well. Okay. So, actually, he's going to examine the opium brick to see if he could um, uh, use at least some of it in order to replenish some of his healer's kit. Oh, uh, yes, you can. Okay, uh, what's your current? You, I'm going to say you can you can use up some of the healer's kit needs to be replaced with other materials, but some of it does yeah. just rely a lot on painkillers. So I'm going to say you can use up five doses. Uh, let's see, it didn't even need to be full five. Do- yeah, yeah. I'm going to say you can use up. Three doses of the opium to recover five uses of your healer's kit. Done. Mm-hmm. I'd like to start putting people in the cart. Yeah. You load, you load. Can I see if I notice the brick of opium line there? Uh, well, I've been cutting bits off. Yeah, it in so you, order see, to... you see, you actually see it causing cutting pieces off the brick of opium hmm. to replenish this healer's kit. Uh, do you also load the last two crates from the cold storage room? Yeah. yeah. The Why ones not? with the stars on, yeah. yeah. Okay. When Cousin's done chopping bits off the opium, I'm fucking having it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just sort of pick it up? Yeah, I wait till he's done and then I nick it. <laughs> Do I notice the red leaf? Uh, Cousin has not made any effort to hide it. I have not. Can I, can I try and take it away? How stealthily do you want I'm to do noticed. it? Okay, give me a slight hand check. <laughs> Who are you stealthing against? Is it me? Like, should I technically... Uh, mainly you, yeah. yeah so should I technically check. do some sort of check? Perception check. Perception. Yeah. I mean, my perception's terrible, so... Ten. Natural 20. Oh, my passive perception would get that. Yeah, you do yeah. actually see... Everyone's would. You do actually yeah. see it. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the pouch of red leaf, which uh, uh, Scamp is pocketing. Child- okay. I, say to, I say to them, children shouldn't have drugs, darling. No yeah. one should have drugs. Because there's leave that there for a moment, Scamp. We'll uh, be able to palm that off on our contact, hopefully. How many doses of opium do I now have, by the way? Uh, if you've picked up the brick, yeah, I said there were 18, <laughs> so you've got 15 doses of opium. Fantastic. Okay, I will take that out of my inventory. Uh, <laughs> plus, hang on. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I, I, you cut bits off it and then I stole the rest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, so, that's fine. Yeah, you've you've kept the bits that you cut Used off. For the, you had like five doses of it, yeah. didn't you? So that's yeah. all good. Yeah, cool, cool. Mm. Like I waited until you were done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I do say 
Celestia, I know it's been a, a bit rough, but you got to go easy on that. That's a lot. I'm not going to take it all, like, now. I'll be Good. careful. That would kill you. That would literally kill you. I'll be careful. It's a long time <laughs> supply. <laughs> I know that. I don't think you should be taking red meat. Probably Mark, not the best idea, though. How long has it now Mark been? It's a mess. Uh, it's now been over 10 minutes. You're okay, starting how am to I feel. Feeling? Yeah, the, the rush is gone. That, that you're, just starting to, response, so. you're starting to feel kind of sluggish. Mm, yeah, you've got a point of exhaustion. Okay. Your tongue's a little sticky and thick. Seriously, you want to know where extensive red leaf use gets you? And he just gestures broadly to the cart. <laughs> mm, I mean. I was feeling really good, but I'm kind of inclined to agree. This is not great. I'm going to give the pouch to Gordon. He takes it. I don't intervene. <laughs> okay. Let's cover these this up so that we're not just driving through town with a... Yeah, is there a top? There is indeed a large top. Yeah. Good. <laughs> bring out your dead yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get I'll get a bell. Although in this case, it's more like night soil. Yeah, night soil. Ah, <laughs> oh. uh, night soil. Um, <laughs> uh, night soil. For those of you listeners who aren't familiar, is a euphemism for the shit wagon uh, that comes and empties out the cesspits. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> and then spreads it on crops, which you really shouldn't do because that's a great way to spread diseases. Um, like un, un, unpasteurized shit should not go on crops. As ever, I have learnt something today. Yeah. Pasteurized shit, that's fine. <laughs> I will bear that in mind when I grow my crops. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but no. <laughs> uh, it's a, anyway, you pile, uh, having piled the various unconscious and restrained and gagged bodies and the uh, crates onto the cart, you cover it up with the top and having now calmed the, uh, the horses down, you hitch it up and the horse uh, makes its way out. You take it. Thank you. Yay, coconut master. <laughs> uh, you drive the... Uh, Pying onto the horse, you drive it off towards a safe house between the Warren... It's sort of actually closer to, close to New close to New Glazer's Ward. Uh, you're able to keep to the side streets through this whole trip until you reach the uh, safe house and actually yeah using a couple of inventive back alleyways you find that the safe house is uh, the safe house is actually none other than the house at Whitaker Grove with access to the sewers where uh. you find a handful of uh, you find a handful of uh, just jacketed but quite muscly dangerous looking men and women most of them human one half lane waiting for you, and the green-dressed uh, form of uh, Valdania, uh, who, sorry, Valdrina, I apologise, uh, who's waiting for you. Well, I'm impressed. You're all intact. Uncover the wagon. The thugs proceed to do so, revealing the unconscious forms of the MacDougals and the stamped crates. Ah, and you've collected quite the bounty. I see you've kept all of them alive. Fair enough, fair enough. Take Morag. And I'll leave the rest in your care. We'll respect the wishes of our good friends here. 
don't kill them and make sure that the rest of the merchandise gets to where it needs to go. She look. Actually, there's no drugs left in the car, so she doesn't say anything about that. Actually, Corson um, will um, take out the, um, the the red leaf and place it uh, on the uh, on the car and say um, extra. See, no use to us. Looks at the red leaf powder. I see. Hmm. She reaches into her pocket and produces a small purse from which she uh, draw carefully. She quickly counts out uh, two, th- about five large sov- gold sovereigns. They're worth about five gold crowns each. Okay, would Corson have any idea what the street value of this is? Of the red leaf powder? Yeah. Uh, I definitely you were there for the, for, for the sale of the red leaf Leaf. Is he being ripped off right now? Um, you get the feeling you're being paid dealers' rates rather than street rates, but mm. all right. She... So an extra five gold? No, twenty-five gold. These oh, twenty-five five, gold. These are five gold sovereigns. They're right. Yeah, larger, larger currency. So I guess because that's in front of everybody, we split that. Yeah. Yeah, I will happily split that. Yeah. Yeah. So maths <laughs> help. Eight. Thank Eight. you. Yeah. And one left. Eight over. and one left over. Uh, she takes the two twists and, po- and puts them into her purse as well. Closes it. I've got this as well. Wave the broken pistol. <laughs> ah, she extends a hand. I will very gladly take that off your hands. It's really dangerous. It's it backfired and her insides were out and she nearly died. Oh yeah, dear, bad. How, oh dear, how unfortunate. Well, <laughs> that's all right. I suppose this will need a bit, of, a bit of work, but I'm glad to see this back in our hands. You've done very well, very well. In fact, the sculptor would like a meeting with you. Yeah. Why right don't? Now? Well, in about an hour. So, if if you'd like to head over to the sculpt at the uh, statue garden, we have. Uh, we have a room, the usual room prepared, but you there's also some private rooms upstairs if you'd like to take the opportunity to have a bath and such, freshen up. We have one drawn up. <laughs> Scam is covered in blood. Most of it more she, so, to, she narrows her eyes. I'll make sure to have three drawn up. That would, that would be lovely. Much obliged to you. Mm. That's alright, we'll make sure there's some wine and food. Have a little mm. spread set up and then when you're ready... And we have our preparations made. The sculptor would very much like a word in person. I believe, um, having done this, there was also a possibility of a sending spell. As I said, the sculptor would like to speak with you personally. Okay. She uh, nods to the uh, thugs who begin cover up the wagon once again. If you don't, uh, I'll let you make your own way to the garden. And I'll meet you there. And she closes the door to the uh, to the uh, uh, to the shack once you're out of it. Seems they have their own way of getting around. Does anyone else feel a bit sort of crime gangy? We literally just um, uh, broke up a criminal organisation, admittedly at the behest of 
what is most likely another criminal organization, but yeah. swings it's and the, roundabouts. It's the layers that are getting me. I just feel sort of, sort of dirty. <laughs> like last night, we robbed a place for another crime gang. <laughs> we did do um, that. We're working for people who have done right by us. I mean, we're in, doing it for very good reason. In a well. situation whereby we really needed allies. Hmm. I don't suppose the passing of this particular um, uh, uh, crime gang is going to be mourned by many people who are not directly related to them. No, not at all. Their pub. I just had oh. a rare moment where I felt a bit morally weird. It doesn't often happen. Hold uh, on to that. It's a good one. Not helpful, though, is it? No, but that's not the point. Mm. Well, I need the information anyway, so might as well not dwell on that too much. You uh, make your way to the sculpture garden where Beldrina, this time, is. No, why are was. you like this? Like, please stop. Valdania, the uh, uh, barista, uh, greets you and silently leads you up to a set of three rooms where uh, there is a uh, where there has a, uh, there's there are three separate rather luxurious rooms silk sheets very comfortable bedding although you're not quite there for a long stay but into each one a tin bath has been made up with hot water and in each one is neatly sat on a silver platter uh, next to a much larger silver platter covered with fruits and veg- uh, with fruits and uh, cold cuts and all and cheeses and you know bread and such and carafes of wine 120 gold pieces on each Ooh-hoo. of those platters nice Aye. as you take you take some time uh, as you take the opportunity to rest and relax in whatever way you deem fit we will do the same we'll see you gentle listeners after this break and these no doubt important messages and now a word from our friends over at dungeons and blackguards Welcome, friends and adventurers, to Dungeons and Blackguards, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast. Join us each week as the party tries to survive DM Robulon's homebrew sandbox campaign. Episode 1, A Deadly Point. Uh, There we go. High five. I'm a big robot. I put my hand up and I don't get it. I high-five my own hand. Yeah. And then run out of the cell. (laughs) Join us and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Now, my lad, have you ever stared into your enemy's eyes the moment you slit their throat? Have you ever felt the hot spray of blood across your cheek? Well, I tell you one thing that's even better than that, my laddie. The feeling of liking, rating, and subscribing to Flintlocks and Fireballs. And welcome back. Shortly before... uh, One brief thing to cover, actually. When you left the... uh, 
warehouse. Fighty took a brief moment to hold his hand up. Listen, I'm not quite sure what business you're involved in and all, but um, I don't really handle that so this side of things. So, tell you what, I'm going to go off, find somewhere to have a drink. I'll be in the uh, quick cut tomorrow if you want to pop in, get uh, see if you want to uh, spend any of that money you've been earning on commissioning some new clothes. That might be really fun. Fantastic. Yeah, I think we might just do that. We okay. owe you a lot. We really do. Is there any, uh, do, do you want money? We could pay you. I'd like you to commission... Yeah, you can pay me by commissioning me to do you some clothes. Okay. I like my job. Seems fair. So you work hard, you play hard. I, I can respect that. Exactly. He tips his hat to you and uh, makes off his own way. So afterwards, you find yourselves back at the statue garden, having uh, taken, been given an hour to rest, soak, tend to your injuries, get the blood off you, uh, even uh, you. Uh, not stink of hops I imagine yep use uh, cleaning at least cleaning your clothes is easy thanks to the application of prestidigitation hmm. uh, so uh, and I wear my posh outfit having not actually been used today uh, using you know, the agreed uh, hour of service today uh, friend offers to take the opportunity to clean and press your clothes for you whilst you're uh, you know, whilst you're relaxing uh, scamp Thank you. Lots of blood. That's alright, I'm used to it. It's not mine. Some of it's mine. I know, Some I was there. <laughs> <laughs> not a problem. And uh, your clothes begin to pick themselves up, get washed in a nearby hand basin, and are carefully smoothed out and pressed. Um, is there anything in particular the three of you uh, take the time to do or take care of Whoa. during this hour of rest? Corzin is gonna um, give his waistcoat a, a, a proper scrape in mm. uh, order to get any uh, mm. any uh, dirt off it, and then he and is going to <laughs> yeah. Well, he's gonna need like you know a clothes brush to get it all off. Um, there is actually a tub as well as the ba the the, the tin bath uh, and a full set of you know. Uh, just like various things, including a, a stiff clothes brush. These are really high quality suits. Okay. Uh, yeah. There is there is a small there is a small bar like like there's a small cupboard just full of small of tiny bottles of beer and um, like little uh, and little bottles of wine. And you know that if you weren't staying here at the sculptor uh, you know, on the sculptor's purse, you would be charged for each individual bottle. Right. Okay. Causing this going you know, clean his clothes as best as possible, crack open a, a beer, and then um, lie in the uh, the tin bath, and he is able to um, lie flat in it. They're <laughs> um, <laughs> tiny. Yeah. Um, actually, he, uh, after a while, he just um, he spent some time just soaking there, floating gently in the uh, in the. I don't know, what would it be, like, six inches of water? <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> That's about it. And he's going to uh, tend as best he can to the wounds that he um, he, he acquired. So he's going to use one of the um, the, the newfound um, doses of the healing, 
healer's kit to <laughs> regain the full maximum amount of hit points he could uh, regain here. Yeah. So he regains 13 hit points. That's really good. Awesome. Mm. Yeah. So Doubling his current hit points. <laughs> Jesus. Celestia <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so sits in the bath for a theatrically long time and swigs whiskey. <laughs> Not enough that she's drunk, may I add. Just, mm, just a bit. A little bit of it around. Are there bubbles in these baths? Uh, there is actually there are actually bars of soap provided, and with a little bit of work, uh, it's easy enough to create bubbles. I would like to try and build a castle out of foam. Aww. You spend a good five minutes frothing this soap uh, this soap bar up, and then begin building your your your, uh, your foam castle. Every now and again, friend uh, dips an invisible hand in to help keep it upright. Aww. That's the cutest thing ever. Uh, for each of you, about oh. ten minutes. Well, now I have to draw us all in the bath, so that's going to get weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be strategically placed bubbles. It's going to mm. be fine. <laughs> about uh, fifty uh, minutes uh, in, there is a knock at each of your doors, and just a word of thing. The sculptor will see you in about ten minutes' time. If you should care to dress and refresh yourselves. Thank you. Yes, and. Uh, after a bit of time, you to dry yourselves off, get dressed into your clothes, whether they've been cleaned and pressed by magic, hard work, or invisible uh, or invisible friends. Uh, you are rested and refreshed when uh, when Veldania uh, comes to your door uh, in her black uh, in her black waistcoat. If you'd care to follow me, please. Of course. She leads you to uh, the end of the hallway to a uh, what appears to be a small door. You know, wide enough, uh, tall enough for humans to get into, but uh, pulls it open. There is a cleaning closet with uh, brushes and brooms either side. Moves to the end. Pulls on a uh, uh, on what looks to be a shelf attached, and there is a gentle grinding oh, so as cool. she pushes so to cool. one side. Oh, <laughs> secret doors. She gestures doors. <laughs> for you to descend the stairs below, and you notice that the stairs are actually lit. Uh, there is actually a, a single light down the dark stairwell, not coming from a torch, but what looks to be a beautiful. Uh, green gem about the size of an adult human's uh, human's thumbnail just pressed into the wall and glowing with some inner light hmm. um, as you descend she there's another <laughs> as the uh, passageway above closes uh, Veldania has not followed you um, but as you but you make your way down, there's a short passage and you feel like judging from the distance you're traveling, you're going under you've gone from the top floor down probably to a basement level. And you make your way out and find yourself leading to what looks like a very well appointed, quite spacious sitting room. And there's a chandelier above there's this is surprisingly high ceiling about 15 feet high 
at its highest point, and slightly and domed to support the weight of the uh, uh, of the building above it. Um, the chandelier is gold. It is covered. It is draped with beautiful crystal glass, like just that lovely sort of lead glass uh, crystal prisms, all around it. In fact, make a perception check, anyone who wants to. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 15. 13. Uh, 17. The 15-17. Scamp and Corzin. <coughs> the larger crystals are lead glass, but there are dotted all around what look to be actual clear gemstones much smaller ones just in little strings here and there you're not sure whether they're diamonds or maybe some sort of clear tourmaline or something but they're definitely gemstones rather than glass they reflect they refract the light in a different way and the light is coming from where there would be candles in this chandelier instead there are set what appear to be again uh thumb-sized yellow topazes uh, cut in a way as to almost resemble just a little bit the the, the flickering uh, tails of flames glowing with it, with bright inner light cause mm. uh, him just the senses you've picked up you, you your mind supplies pretty but also expensive that's gotta be worse several hundred gold pieces at the very least possibly is, into the thousands it is an opulence which is reflected in the rest of the room the walls have been inlaid with fine pink veined marble in places black and white veined marble in others in, along the archways the there are there is a uh, there are two sets of seats sort of cushions that you uh, sort of long cushioned benches that one can uh, that perhaps a total of maybe eight people could sit on four on either side and they are covered in plush velvet cushions the uh the studs holding them uh, holding the leather on them which is that rich green sage leather appear to have been gilded as in they're actually foiled in gold uh there is there are on parts of the walls a number of beautiful pastoral scenes in oil paintings done again like of all of you causing you have a good sense of like how much uh, of the market value of, of things celestia However, you have a certain aesthetic appreciation for this sort of work, and these were done by masters. Just the shading, the choice of the color use, the like, they, they have beautifully replicated scenes from the surface in um, shade, in, in oil shades. And indeed, one of them actually, you see, depicts a great underground cavern lit by bluish purplish uh, fungus on the ceiling and what appears to be almost like a to you causing and scamp it looks almost like a 
like a castle maybe or like a like a um chateau built in dug into the side of this cave walls smoothed and very much resembling that classical uh mansion that you might find on the surface except it has no roof uh it just it, it seems to be built seamlessly into the side of the cave uh looking at it uh Celestia, you can recognize the distinctive geometric designs of uh, and repeating knot patterns of dwarven architecture mm. uh this looks to be going to ask if it was dwarven yeah, yeah it looks it looks to be uh, an image of a uh very wealthy uh hall uh, dwarf hall somewhere in the underdark um and again done to the same quality of the other paintings the center of the room you notice uh has a curious thing there is there is deep rich uh green carpet as well uh all throughout but the very center of this room and you notice there are actually uh, two pass two entrance ways out of it one is a hallway that seems th uh, that begins where the passageway that you came down the stairwell stops there's actually another side door which is currently closed uh lead which leads on into the main uh, sitting area there is also what looks to be a pair of uh deep deep dark green almost black curtains over an archway of over a black and uh, black marble archway uh, at the far end leading off to some other area but the center of the room has curiously a top laid out of it like a like a sort of uh, builder's top or something that in that uh, construct you know, someone working on a construction site or uh with something that might uh, uh, with something that might produce a certain amount of uh, mess or disruption might use and in the center of that top has been set a three foot high stone plinth uh of very of what looks to be alabaster it has a, it's a fluted column with a flat top The room is currently empty. Uh, there is also hung up on one wall a couple that uh, you can see. There are, uh, there are three small coat racks, uh, again gilded, uh, on which is hanging. Uh, on, upon which one, uh, hanging on one of them is an apron uh, with one of those pockets at the front where you put your tools in and just a series of tools of some sort. You can't see exactly what they are, but you can see wooden handles poking out from where the various uh, slots are. Hmm. Okay. Right. What do you do? Is there anywhere to sit? Yes, there are the uh, cushioned, uh, the beautiful cushioned uh, benches. Corzin is going to um, investigate the archway with the uh, the curtain. Okay. Keep my hood down. How I'm going to you... plunk myself on a bench and wait. How are you going to investigate it? Well, he's just going to approach it at first, and I assume it's like a blackout curtain. We can't see what's behind it. Yeah, it's pretty thick, right. and it's uh, quite well covered. So I... you probably need to disturb the curtain to look behind it, unless. Yeah. That seems like a bad idea. See you looking at that curtain, don't touch it. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. 
Does for waiting like to be a... seen, we should wait. Hmm. Alright, he comes back, sits down, but keeps an eye on the curtain. Okay, you take your seat, and a short while later, there is, you hear the door, the door further down the uh, hallway open, and there is a, sa- there, a, a figure comes out, it's the green uh, dressed figure of Veldrina Hanali. She is, as ever, carrying a small cup of coffee and uh, a, a, and a teacup. Um, she moves out and takes a uh, sip. Sorry, no, sorry, my apologies. Uh, that's Hanuli. Sorry, mis- uh, mistaken. The A's look like a, uh, like a U there. Uh, not that she's actually ever addressed you by her surname, no. <laughs> so you wouldn't know this. But Veldrina uh, emerges uh, with a small, uh, uh, with a, her traditional little cup of uh, of espresso, uh, <laughs> sipping from it. Ah, good to see you all re- ready. Uh, she takes, she stands by the archway and says, "I do apologise uh, for the delay. We we're just having a little trouble with." One of our guests, she sets the uh, coffee cup down on the side of the uh, uh, of uh, uh, the arm the arm of one of the uh, cushioned seating arrangements. She calls through the curtain. Uh, I believe everybody's here, and you just hear a voice from beyond. Excellent. Please do bring our other guest in. And the door, she snap. Uh, uh, Veldrina snaps her fingers, and the far door opens again. And five figures come out, four holding one of them. There are two roughly, kind of quite heavily built humans, and two heavily built halflings holding a third halfling, uh, struggling against them. You can see the form of Morag. Um, McDougal. She appears curiously. She appears to have received atten- the attention of healing potion because her she seems to have been given a fair amount of it as she is as she's no longer showing signs of her injuries at all. Uh, her her skin is smooth and unblemished, uh, and she is, appears to have been changed into a summery dress like you might oh, see I know at a where festival. This is going. Um, and she is struggling against the four of them, hold it, uh, holding her arms and legs. Let me go! Let me go, you bastards! And you hear a voice from behind the curtain. Come now. That's no way to behave in your host's presence. And a figure steps out, brushing aside the velvet curtains. You see a tall humanoid figure with deep black scaled skin with repeating amber highlights and patterns all the way down it. The figure has a distinctive hourglassness to their shape that you can see some effort has been gone to in their clothing to counteract. 
they seem to favour green. They have tight green breeches and uh, off-white tights ending in black, impeccably shined shoes with golden buckles. Well, actually, no, they would be silver buckles. They have a. They are wearing a tightly fitted, forest uh, deep. I'm going to say yeah, forest green waistcoat. There are two small bumps on their chest, but they have been pressed tight by the waistcoat to reduce the impact of them. Over, underneath the waistcoat is again an off-white silk shirt with ruffs. They seem to be wearing a lighter uh, yellowish, uh, sort of yellow, uh, a sort of saffron-coloured uh, cravat as well. Their ring, uh, their fingers are bedecked out in gold and jeweled rings. They have a pair of gold diamond-studded earrings with little hoops in them. Uh, and this diamond studded all around the hoops. But in quite a chunky style. And you can see that uh, just underneath uh, the cravat, there is a gold necklace with repeating onyx cabochons, uh, sort of round uh, circular type stones okay. cutting into them. They don't have hair as such. Sprouting from the crown of their head are a mass of what what looks at first like dreadlocks tied back into a tail, but you realise are the bodies and heads of black-scaled snakes, all seemingly asleep, except for one which is curled around the rest to keep them tight into the tail. They wear a pair of deep black lenses, similar to those that uh, Celestia wears, but rimmed in gold. I am very glad to see you at last, Morag. I'm had it with you! I don't want to be a part of this bullshit anymore! I warn you, Morag, keep a tight rein on that tongue of yours. And why should I do that? Fuck you, you stupid bitch! Silence her! Before one of the thugs pulls out a gag and roughly shoves it into Morag's mouth, the other three hold her down to the ground. You see the sculptor just take a careful in-breath. My apologies. I so dislike rudeness in my guests. They nod to the four figures who pick up Morag and uh, and literally bodily pick her up and set her on top of the uh, plinth. She continues to struggle, uh, trying to spit out the gag, but they're holding in place. I think a dancer's pose this time. 
and the four figures pull her arms into position, one raised up, one pressed forward, one leg raised, and the last thing, um, uh, while one of them grabs the gag. Now, they pull the gag out and Morag begins to scream. The three of you see all four of the thugs and Veldrina look away from the sculptor. What do you do? Look away. Yeah, if... Uh, if um... I'd like to keep looking at Morag, but away from the sculptor, okay. if possible. Yeah, like, right. if I you can do. put a hand and up And it's pretty something. much almost impossible not to look at Morag if you're not looking at the sculptor. Yeah, just that, that's a, what Corsin will do as well. You just see out of your periphery the sculptor reach up and pull down, uh, pull away the spectacles. And Morag, her eyes just seem fixed on the sculptor as she screams. The scream just... <laughs> and her whole... Her skin goes pale, and it's almost, and you see, almost in a strange reversal of the shadows, white begin to flow up her veins, her arteries expanding out from the capillaries, spreading out across her skin, and then through the dress itself as her whole body turns into perfect white alabaster. She is frozen, one arm extended up, one out to the side, a leg uh, slightly kicked out in frustration, the dress uh, the dress frozen in the moment it was in, and her face frozen in an expression of horror and rage. You hear that you see the motion out of your peripheral vision. I think we're quite fine now. And the four thugs step back. Valdrina looks round. The thugs give a low bow to the sculptor. Thank you. That shall be all for now. The sculptor nods to the four figures who bow again, turn and leave. Valdrina remains standing but picks up the, tea, the uh, coffee cup again, takes a sip. And the sculptor moves over, picks up the uh, apron and begins putting it on as Valdrina steps into the next room. So, I've been hearing quite a lot about your exploits, they say, while tying the apron up. You know, it's funny because we haven't heard a lot about yours. Hmm. Celestia Stardust, by the way. Nice to meet you. Do you extend your hand? Yes. The sculptor takes it, shakes it firmly. The sculptor. But I think now we are on close enough terms that you may call me Perseus. Hmm. Perseus. Veldrina returns with a tall chair, which she sets in front of the uh, uh, the plinth with the statue on it. Scott takes a perch, removes a chisel and a small hammer, and begins carefully chiseling at Morag's face. Flakes of alabaster begin to come off while she works. So... First things first, 
and this whole conversation is just underpinned with a tick 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 of stone being removed. I took the liberty of arranging for ascending to uh, my contacts around the continent. I have good news. Mm-hmm. So I did absolute poker face during all of this, by the way. I believe you're looking for a ship with scarlet sails, yes? Yes, the scarlet wind. The scarlet wind just made port in the town of Werrick's Watch in Meadmere. I have a contact there, another of the Fisher Kings, which you may wish to speak to. Hmm. I very much like a name. A name is not how we operate. Or an equivalent. But I will give you his title and tell you where to find him. You will be seeking the bookkeeper. He has his own little arrangement there. Quite fond of gambling. And indeed a gambling den. The Lucky Cup, I believe he calls it. Hmm. Would uh, Clausen be at all familiar with that? Uh, yes, you've been to the Lucky Cup before. It's a um, kind of middle-class uh, gambling den. There's you know croupiers, roulette tables, that sort of thing. But there's also just dicing tables. You know, like it's it's not a rough and tumble place, but it's uh, it's more popular with officers and captains than right. uh, than crew by and large. But there is it does enough business. Uh, it's fa- it's it's fairly accessible from the waterfront. Um. Don't know much about the ownership of it. Also, would he have the first idea what this is before him? Make a nature check. Anyone who wants to. This is a creature of legend and lore. Legend. Okay, maybe I would actually legend. Nature. That's an 18. Um, Oh, no. (laughs) That's a... Nature. Uh, that's a six. Celestia wasn't paying attention in that lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, eighteen. <laughs> With an eighteen, you've obviously never seen this cre- this type of creature before, but you've heard of them in legend and myth. They're supposedly said to live in swamps for the most part, but occasionally there are stories of them emerging and seeking to gain control of uh, different places. They're obsessed with acquiring wealth and hoarding it. This is a creature known as a Gorgon, who's very, who, as well as being possessed of a crown of venomous snakes, their very gaze will turn a creature to stone permanently. You know one other thing. All Gorgons are female. Okay. Sculptor continues tapping. There is, so long as you make it clear that you're in my good graces, I believe that even if you do not catch the wind before it leaves port, which is unlikely if it just came in today, then the book 
keeper will be more than willing to provide you with its next port of call. I believe he has dealt with them on previous occasions. Will that be an exchange for another job, or is that on the back of this job? Just say that I'm aware. Mm, He will probably ask for some small favour, but he may just simply take coin. Some of my fellow kings are quite mercenary in these matters. Still, though, he has dealt with them many times before, and I believe he knows something of their true mooring, their home port, if you will. I was going to ask. Good to know. So he may well be able to give you a more definite answer. Alas, that is information which I would not trust to ascending. These things can be intercepted. If one knows how. What, with magical means? Yes. There is a spell that can be learned and practiced by a capable mage. It is often the way of diviners to intercept such messages. Hmm. A curse of sorts that can be laid upon a mage to interrupt what sendings they send and receive. You haven't ever heard of similar things happening with scrying, have you? I'm afraid it's not an area of my specialty. This is not something I have to worry about myself. I made preparations a long time ago to proof this place against scrying. Nothing of magic can see what goes on in my chambers. That seems very sensible. Indeed, it is expensive, but, (laughs) well, I have money. I suppose it pays to protect oneself as well, doesn't it? Well, quite. People can be very... (sighs) poor to understand creatures such as myself. Still... The so would sculptor, this bookkeeper be another um, of your fraternity? No, in fact, I believe they're a halfling. Tap, tap, tap. Hmm. Takes the, all sorts, I suppose. Indeed. The Fisher Kings, are un- we are united by our respect for one another and our love of wealth. Tap, tap, tap. Speaking of which... I don't imagine you'll be interested, as I understand you have your own callings that take you away, but I will extend the offer to you regardless. They peer up, again through the smoked black lenses, so you can't see their eyes for a moment before returning to their work, and you can see the face has changed in shape in various ways. They work quickly. Something about the, something about its features are changing, just differences in how the musculature is shaped. There's a degree of smoothing going on. The final product is not quite done. Um, but they, as they carry on, I do have a very s- sensitive project underway for which we are being paid an extensive amount of money. If you are interested, I imagine it will take 
three months or so of your time, you would be paid five, hmm, let's make it fifteen hundred gold crowns each. It would be escorting and overseeing a large series of deliveries across the continent. Of course, as I understand it, time is perhaps more important to you than large amounts of cash right now. Yes, it's a very kind offer, but unfortunately we're a little busy. Well, I quite understand. We are friends, you are guests. You are not slaves in my service. (laughs) Incidentally, I must commend you on the decision to keep the other MacDougalls alive. It is always sensible not to leave corpses that can be interrogated. Or if you must leave a corpse, do not leave it in a state to be spoken to. I will respect your wishes. I will keep them alive. I have some friends in Sunder who will be very happy to receive their labour. Does this mean anything to me? You know know that a large portion of slaves that assault the surface go to work the plantations and mines of Sunder. Thought so. Still... If you are ever likely to find yourself in Seoul, I do have some companions there who might be willing to employ someone who is within my confidences, Mm -hmm. if you would be interested. I mean, I'm not sure if we'll be getting over there, but Mm. contacts never hurt. uh, I'm not aware of uh, where... Uh, the captain intends to go after here, but... Well, if you ever are... And one moment while I find the necessary uh, notes. Ah, yes. Some of... You should be aware of some of the other Fisher Kings by their title. The major players that you should be aware of... Well, of course, you've met me. Mm-hmm. In Borwick's Bay, I believe you've already met the Viper. We have. The bookkeeper you will find in Werrick's Watch. In Alessant, in Seoul, you will find, you will do wise to look for the scalpel. They work in a surgery there, I believe. Um, Perhaps supporting one, Dr. Krennic. In Kion, I might suggest there is a recent rising star there, the Wolverine. They work out of the fatted calf. Tap, 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 tap. In Port Osaltz, you will find the butcher. The butcher, of course, may be found at the meat market. Tap, tap, tap. And in Vendion, I would ask you to seek out the mason at the west wall brickworks. 
Okay, that could come in very handy. Hmm. Agreed. Who knows? By the time you arrive there, perhaps agents of mine, or perhaps even I, may take a short little uh, visit to Seoul to oversee this operation. I assume they peer up again, eyes not crossing over the smoke lenses. You have sated your curiosities to the contents of our latest shipments. Tap, tap, tap. What the crates? Indeed. Who are you arming? Hmm. When you do work for me that relates to that particular job at some point, I shall be no more than happy to tell you. Until then, I prefer to keep that in as few heads as possible. You never know when someone might kill you and extract the information from your corpse. Tap, tap, tap. Still, they step backwards, lowering their chisel and cracking their knuckles. And you can see that the face of the statue has been changed from an expression of horror to one of exuberant joy. With the pose as it is, it is one of a dancer, just caught in a moment of ecstasy mid-dance. Still, thank you very kindly for your assistance in these matters. They reach into a pocket and produce a tiny jade figurine of a fisherman, which they pass to you, Celestia. I take it. My bona fides, should you wish to prove to another king that you have my support. Thank you, that's very kind of you. Hmm. They sit up, take off the, uh, uh, the apron and hang it up. You can see that uh, a number of stone chippings are now on the tarp and the floor. Yes, I think this one will go well in the eastern arches. Don't you, Veltrina? Yes, sir. Good. Take care of it. It has been a pleasure. You are welcome any time. They give you a slight inclination of the head and stride back into their chambers beyond the velvet curtain. Calls and turns to Scamp and says, Scamp, remind me never to doubt you ever again. I think we need to go before we talk about anything. Valdrina looks up and takes a sip from her coffee cup. You might at that. Have we a good go. night. The uh, the rooms are available for the rest of the evening, should you want them. If not, have a good evening. I have to you too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you catch a moment of complete non-plusness <laughs> in Valdrina's eyes. Clears her and there's just a little that. bit of a spit take <laughs> with the coffee. <laughs> I'm sure she wipes yeah, so Celestia, having had a perfect poker face up to this point, clears her throat a little bit, trying not to giggle. Right, let's go. The three of you make your way back up through the uh, secret passageway up to the upper floors. 
I'm assuming you're leaving the Statue Garden? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. You leave the Statue Garden flanked on every side by joyful or meditative or calm or cheerful or loving figures. Statues. That's fucking sinister as hell. <laughs> I told you, I told you, I told you. That you did. Well, that happened. So, what time of day is it actually? <laughs> uh, it's about eleven at night by this point. All right. Should we go to the Gramanis? I think that's probably wise. We should probably not tell them that all the statues are people. No. T- to be perfectly honest. Would anybody believe us? Maybe we should just advise them not to go near the sculpture garden. Well, just keep away. Very true. Warwick's watch, Corzin. Yep. We've got to get there as quickly as possible. Do you think we can talk Randy round? If we can find a reason uh, for going there, I'm sure there's every chance. We have to, um... I don't even know what's fucking in Meadmere. I have no idea. Well, in terms of uh, things that might be of use to us, um... Could I do a history check to see if I, uh... have any idea what sort of shipping might be going in or out of uh, Warwick's Watch? Yeah, Anything definitely. that might be, um, worth, worth having from a privateer's point of view. Yeah, go for it. That is a, a 13. I mean, primarily, at uh, this time of year, a lot of grain exports. Uh, Meadmere has a huge surf population, and they primarily export uh, a lot of grains and other agricultural materials. Um, and, you know, although it's not necessarily high-value cargo, the grain... Uh, they, the grain ships are usually poorly defended, at least. Uh, it's something. It's always possible that you could find uh, that there might be a ship or two carrying uh, cloth in, uh, heading towards Warwick's Watch. Winter is coming in, there's always a demand for good clothing. Mm. I mean, you might not love this, but we could lie. What do you suggest we tell him? I don't know, some rumours about some shit with expensive shit on it. A lot of faith in us when that turns out not to I... Uh, once again, don't I think care. it's right. <laughs> we might if we need him to get elsewhere. True. How far, or rather... How long would it take to get to... Uh, works uh, watch if we went on our own um, maybe well with By the Chinese regret it would be a day and a half but um, hmm. if we could charter a, a, a ship of our own yeah maybe we could meet the Chinese regret somewhere you, you the, the gold was in your rooms you got yeah we got 120 each, each. Yeah. so I we're actually pretty maybe maybe it was a tech thing or something um, but yeah, 120 on whatever you had already. Yeah. 
We could we could hire a ship. And how many days uh, does the um, the Charlie's Regret still have in uh, Dry Dock? The Charlie's Regret has four days left in Dry Dock. Uh, it will be uh, ready to go. Sorry, I'm just scrolling to the, scrolling. What? I'm not on a digital format. My notes are in paper. Uh, <laughs> You're scrolling your scrolls. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The the ship will be ready on this. Sorry, uh, five days. Well, four days now because it's nearly midnight. Uh, it'll be ready on the morning of the sixth of first flurries. Is cool. The, is the plan? And like, how how long will it take? It depends. If you were to. Uh, if you were to try and find a ship that is going to Werrick's Watch and just buy passage on that or barter it in some way, uh, then it would take maybe a day and a half or two days if a ship's traveling a bit slower, if one was going directly from Crosswater to Werrick's Watch within those few days. If you tried to do it just getting horses and riding, mm-hmm. you'd have to cross the Meadmirish border for one. Uh, and it would be around 260 ho- miles as the horse rides. So... So you would be looking at... On horseback, you can make... I think it's about 8 miles... Comfortably, we call it 8 miles an hour. You travel 8 days, so 5 days travel. Right. 5-6 days travel. I guess we, we have a vague chat about this so that we don't do it again in character because that's not yeah. fun to yeah. listen to. Um, All right, okay, this is... Should we should we hire passage? And that maybe come up with a backup idea, of where we can meet the child's regret if we miss them? Uh, well, I've got a commission there. If I, um, if I desert, then that's, you know, that's really, really a um, uh, something I could literally be shot for right I don't know how this works so um, right. that's new no, to me I have an idea it's a little bit risky but um, it's oh, risky. all about causing a delay We all we know at the moment is that the uh, Charlie's Regret is going to be in uh, dry dock for another four days that's are you suggesting we try and put it in dry dock for longer because I'm pretty no. sure you could be shot for that no that again is something you could absolutely be shot for. What I'm suggesting is, as far as we know at the moment, uh, Brandy is still waiting and negotiating for the ransom of the prisoners we took. If we can ensure that that takes longer than it otherwise would, we may buy ourselves some time. Hmm. How? I don't know, maybe... Maybe one of them uh, falls ill, is won't to uh, you know seemingly won't to die, but does eventually make a recovery. Well, we could uh, just talk to Brandy and ask for a couple more days. What's he like when it comes to that sort of thing? He'd probably be sympathetic, but he's got a ship and a crew to take care of. He can't be uh, uh, shown to. Uh, uh, to favour us unduly. We've got lots of gold. Could we pay him? It's possible. 
I, I um, mean, we wouldn't even need that long. We'd need like one day. It's the first today. Mm. If we tried to get on a ship, like really, really soon, Wait, day and a half I'm there. An idiot. What? I'm an absolute idiot. <sighs> Why? The cruiser wind. It's there. That's what he'll want. If we could spin it to him that he could be a captain who takes down the Scarlet Wind. That is going to give him bragging rights for life. Why is that like like prestigious or something? I don't know anything. How much does Corzin know about the uh, the Scarlet Wind? Um, as much as you've heard from Lucia, which is that it has supposedly been raiding shipping for thirty years. It's like it's the equivalent. It's almost like the Flying Dutchman, you know. Right. Okay. It just seems now, to come out of nowhere. Raid ships disappear. Nowhere it sells its goods. That's definitely then. Right. I'll say this in character. Right. That's definitely going to be something that's going to be um, of interest to Brandy because, as far as I know, it's not loyal to any um, any nation. So we could literally sail right up to it blast it out of the water if we had to and the uh, the mead mirrors can't touch us for it I mean there's there's one flaw in this plan it might have gone by the time we get there with the child's regret but we could ask if we could go ahead that's true meet, yeah okay. we could meet them there if yeah we'll have to uh, we'll, we'll have to swing it with him but I think this is probably the uh, the best plan if we can convince him that we're that our in information is good then that's definitely going to be something that's going to be enticing to him also if we have the four days or whatever it is we've got at least four days to play with in order to make the job easier for him when he does finally arrive yeah i mean we could legitimately try and delay the thing Absolutely. Well, if if the person you're looking for is on board it, we are going to have to. Yeah, and I'd quite like them all dead. Also, we've got to um, at least be prepared for the possibility that Olga is there right now. And if she is, then I swear to you both, she is not leaving there alive. Oh, yeah. I'm with you on that one. So it just seems like too much of a coincidence. We've got to find a ship. We've got to persuade Brandy. Yeah. Finding a ship shouldn't be too much of a problem. I think but, maybe we uh, worry about Brandy first Brandy. because if we can't persuade him, then we have to rethink. If there right. isn't a ship, we have to rethink too. True. Okay. Well, let's uh, go and speak to him. If you have any idea of uh, something that might make a person sweeter hit me I mean I've got a spell I've got one that they won't realise yeah well yeah I've got that thing I did to um to Jean-Paul Savat no one knows that I've done that afterwards and that can last for eight hours if we got him to um is there a chance it doesn't work there is a chance it doesn't work but he doesn't do they know if it doesn't work nope and I've got three goes if we do it when I've got spells. 
Right. I currently don't have spells. I'm fucked, but... Well, we could try persuading him now, and then if it... Let's go and speak to him tomorrow when we're refreshed. Um, I recommend, um, you know, plying him a little. Uh, give him something decent to drink. If we're going to get him drunk, surely this evening's better. Well, Otherwise we have to wait until, like, a reasonable drinking hour, and I, I don't want to wait. I want to know what he's we're doing. He's a sailor on shore leave. <laughs> <laughs> if we go now, he might already be pissed. Well, if you're confident you can uh, swing it, then fine. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried about waiting overnight. It's a long time. Look, we want to have the best chance that this we can possibly get, don't we? I know, but we, we know where it is. We, we could just go. <laughs> How about we, we go and find out if there are any ships leaving? That'll give us a time. To... All right, that's something, actually. Okay. I mean, it's it's getting pretty late now, but... If you want to check at the docks, give me an investigation check. Just Can ask I do it with advantage? Yes, everyone's helping. Everyone, everyone's helping. You're just yep. searching around, asking different hardmasters. Uh, Ooh, I suppose that was with advantage. <laughs> um, that's a 21. Okay. Um, okay. So, you do have to ask around uh, quite a lot. Uh, but, after... A, 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 and it seems that just no one is going to meet Mir at first. Or if they are, they're going at the end of the month, or they're waiting for taking on t cargo. There's, there's certainly nothing in the next day. But as you're just, uh, as you're getting more and more frustrated, you just keep asking. You spend like a good forty minutes or so uh, asking around. Uh, the best that uh, you can get is uh, there is one captain. Uh, the captain of the Black Bodkin, uh, who introduces herself as uh, Captain Wheeler. Uh, she's a black ponytail, dusky skin. You think there's maybe some Ferozian heritage in there, uh, or maybe Sanistali or something. Um, and um, <clears throat> she kind of uh, not. Uh, she she yeah she she are. Uh, like it listens to whether or not you're trying to find somewhere going to Warwick's watch uh, in particular. Yeah, I mean, uh, we are actually going to to Warwick's watch eventually. Um, How eventually? Well, I mean, we're not leaving for a couple of days. Uh, just uh, evening of uh, the fourth. Uh, but there's one of our stop offs along the way while we're uh, doing the uh, doing the cloth route. Uh, probably go visit, stop off there and then make our way round. So eventually we go and uh, you know all the way around the top of the uh, top, top top of Jota, and eventually head on uh, towards Assyria. So you'd be persuaded to go sooner. <laughs> I mean, uh, sure, if uh, you could, uh, you know, sure, if you've got a couple of thousand uh, gold crowns to make up the difference in profits, I'd be losing from waiting for the rest of my uh, of my cargo to come in. No. no. Well, I'm sorry, but uh, you know, 
the tide waits for well, the tide waits for no woman, and uh, unfortunately, I cannot be get, set, setting off until I've got uh, something from uh, you know, until, uh, until the people with the cloth have actually delivered it here. But I would have set off. Uh, I, I would have set off two days ago, but there's been all this trouble with the shadows uh, interrupting the weaving. Right, makes sense, I suppose. Right. What? Do you know how much it would cost to charter a ship? To charter a ship? <laughs> or just a little boat that was fast. Yeah, a little shitty boat. I mean, if you're looking for a yeah, looking for a wee boat, um, oh, so I don't know, probably a few hundred. If you, yeah, if you're looking for a, a wee boat, you. Assuming you've got uh, some sort of character reference or a signed uh, note from, uh, you know, the, uh, from the dwarf bank uh, to, uh, that you're people of character and have an account with them and you're likely to actually bring the ship back, you know, maybe you could get that for a few hundred gold pieces. But uh, generally, you know, people want you to buy a ship if, they're gonna, if you're going to sail it out of the dock like that. Okay, something causing wood, no, but I out of character don't. Does the Charlie's Regret have a skiff? Uh, right. The Chinese Regret has a longboat, you know, like it's. You know, right. it's oh a, no, god, that's so not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. no. Not like across an ocean, like that's no, not no, okay. No, okay, fair enough. The, no, no, yeah, just good thought, shout though. Thought, like it can manage a top speed of two knots. <laughs> yeah, no. Plus, you know, there's no way in hell we're all going to be able to row well enough. Me and Scamp, yeah. come on. Mm. <laughs> you maybe. Like if we had three people no, your think... strength, perhaps. But like <laughs> me and Scamp. Yeah, no, and okay. so it does seem that yeah, the, uh, you would know this, uh, uh, cousin. One of the problems with chartering a vessel that someone isn't, you know, just like yeah, a, a vessel like that to uh, uh, and saying it yourself is people are generally unwilling to go on uh, on you know 150 mile journeys and there and back. Uh, for less than a few hundred uh, gold pieces, and if you were to try and charter a, 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 a ship, you know, to, to head up, up yourself like a small ship, even then, yeah, you could maybe do it for a few hundred gold pieces, but you would need, you'd need a bank fundamentally. You need what? You need the dwarf bank, uh, Guildenstern and Goldenkratz, uh, to actually uh, to, to to certify you as someone who isn't just going to run off with the property. Yeah. What happened to the what if, um, fawn? Uh, the fawn, as far as you know, has been sold uh, for, well, not for parts, but for its structure, and will be spending right. several weeks, if not, a, several, if not a couple of months, in dry dock being turned back into a, a seaworthy ship. Um, yeah, figured, okay. Cryptic question, sorry guys. What if one were to have a certain piece of paper... Mm, not necessarily. It, the problem is that whether that would go with any currency here is a different matter. And you would also, again, need to find a ship that was willing to go that way. And it seems like any ship that would be willing to go that way is one that already has trading. No, but I meant for like um, actually chartering one with that be an equivalent of oh dwarven yes bank. that that would be acknowledged by the dwarven bank. Yeah, get, like get that that would that would be acknowledged as a, a statement of character. Okay, cool. Which is which would be the important thing. I'm going to say to the other two, um, the Dwarven Bank we might not need to worry about. Oh really? Yes. Possibly, I do. Might be all right. Do you have an account with them or something? 
Not quite. But I've got something. Hmm. Hey. I think. I mean, the worst that happens can... is they say no. We're trying. Yeah. But I get the feeling that we're going to be stuck here for a few days. If we can uh, butter brandy up, we can uh, possibly uh, get his take on how best to get to Meadmere. Do you think a bunch of gold might speed up the work? Is it stuff that more hands would speed up? It's probably more just a case of... Make um, an intelligence check, cousin. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, I thought you were going to say scam. <laughs> I have a small heart attack whenever I ask for one as well. Uh, eight. You sail ships, you don't build them. Maybe you'd yeah. you'd have to ask a ship. You'd have to ask the shipwrights working on Charlie's regret. You don't know it's if they're just a, uh, a case of how long it takes tar to dry. Not necessarily. But we mm. should find out. I right. would like to ask around about hiring a ship. Okay. All right. Uh, are you all doing that together, or are you doing that on your own? Um, I mean, is it too late? To- it, I mean, it's it's coming close to midnight, but again, like to... Brandy is a sailor in port. Yeah, I want to be there for Brandy, so I'd like to um, have a little ask round before we leave. Okay, make an okay, investigation. Okay, make an investigation check with advantage. Oh, that's good. Uh, Nineteen. Okay. Looking around, um, there is. Uh, the harbour master's the harbour master uh, is out, but the harbour master's assistant is in, and they do actually do some of the work uh, on the, for this sort of thing. Uh, and you do find a uh, you do find a pink scaled dragonborn, quite youngish looking, as far as you can tell. They seem a little shorter, a little more slender than other dragonborn you've seen. Um, yeah, with uh, yellow-tipped head frills. Oh, cool! Um, <laughs> That's they, awesome. Yeah, they, they they seem they have not so much bags as like little bits, like kind of more flaps of skin under their uh, RAs as if they look tired. There isn't the discoloration that you'd see with, uh, you know. But there's uh, like the shape. Yeah, there's the kind of the shape of uh, tired. They they like they're burning the midnight oil, and they are literally burning the midnight oil at this point as they're doing some stuff in a. Uh, working through a uh, ledger. Um, so you are looking for a. You're looking to hire a ship. Yes. Yes, we're looking to go uh, to Warex Watch and back. Right. Um, well, first of all, if we're looking to hire, uh, this is I assume a pleasure cruise. You're looking for a small vessel that can make. Good speed, yes? Yes. Best, well. Uh, she falls through her books, looking you know, to a different page, seems to go through different letters. Well, the next one that's available, most of them are out or otherwise spoken for. There's one, okay, the, uh, yes, there we go. Uh, the tea leaf uh, is available from the evening of the 3rd. Uh, mm-hmm. 
assuming you have uh, suitable reference uh, papers uh, they would be willing let's see they have a, a cited price for the hiring of crew that's what X what so looking at assuming it was straight there there for half a day and back you're looking at four days of hiring yes um, yeah, I should be looking at uh, 800 gold crowns. Um, the tulip, uh, I'm sure that nobody else will be coming and looking, so um, if you need a little time to think about it, I'm sure it'll still be available in the morning. We'll have a think, thank you. Hmm. I don't think we even have 800 gold, do we? I say well, as soon as we're out of the, <laughs> out of the office. 800 is possibly what all of us collectively have, if you took everything. Maybe just about. I mean, I've got, you know, 290 total. I'm not sure. Oh, I've got 360. Okay. Right. Maybe. But it's not available till the 3rd. What's the date today? Oh, it's first. end of the first. Just now, as you hear the gong, gong, gong of midnight chimes, uh, it's just the second. Oh, we could rob a bank. We could just steal a ship. We could just steal a ship. Um, I don't think we should steal a ship. There's only three of us. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. piracy is frowned on no matter where you are. Not to say it doesn't go on, <laughs> but generally, when you... If we talk when you're to stealing someone's ship, you do it on the high seas rather than in port. <laughs> Where everyone can see. Quite. You always were a sinker scamp. If we talk to now, Brandy, when are we sailing out? When is that happening? Fourth? Um, well, that's assuming the morning that of the he sixth has is when the sixth. expected completion date for the. Oh, uh, balls. That's really fast. sake. Oh. I mean, that's assuming that he's. Du- he's found a um a, a ransom for, uh, for uh, you do you do know where the uh, ship uh, you do know where the where the ship is and where it's and the um uh, you know what company is uh, and where the where the construction work is happening as well. It's not so much a problem of when he's sailing out; it's when um where he's going to be going when he does, because if we can convince him uh, that we've got um. A job that we can pull in uh, Meadmere, he may sail there. Uh, but the whole thing that this clinches on is getting there as quickly as possible. It does. I'm wondering if we could rustle up 900 gold between us. But I don't know. It depends how much we all have and. Ah, oh, shit. I think we should uh, talk to Brandy first because. He may have some uh, resources we don't. Or at least some information we don't. Maybe contact something. I mean, he's a, a fucking sailor, isn't he? Okay, um, another out-of-character question. Mm-hmm. Would Corzin be aware if there was any um, air power here? Air power? Oh, uh, in the sense of air that. travel. Uh, no, no, there, there is, there, there, air travel exists, but it's all based on, but it's, it's heavily controlled by the military and it's giant eagle based. Oh, okay, cool. Celestia so doesn't was, know this. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I was thinking, if we want to get there fast, 
uh, it probably wouldn't be pleasant, but um, a make a history check. Okay. Uh, nineteen. Okay, you're aware that there is an Irie, uh, the the equivalent of the airbase. Uh, it's not within the city. It's about half a day's ride outside of the city. You've heard of it, uh, but the yeah the 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 air force is kind of strictly controlled by the by, by Bright Hall's military. It's functionally the equivalent of uh, of popping in to the RAF and asking if you can have a quick ride in a Harrier. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. So flying. Let's talk to Brandy. Yeah. Yeah, let's go and talk to Brandy. Okay. You head over to the uh, uh, over to Cyprus uh, Key. Went to the small house nearby, and uh, indeed the lights are on. These are sailors. They are on shore leave. <laughs> and uh, told you. Knocking at the door, uh, the black-haired form of Uncle Vig opens it. Ah. Oh. It's good to see you. <laughs> I haven't seen you for a few days. We're glad to hear that the uh, militia sorted out that uh, whole shadow thing. Yes, the militia did really well. You look like you've swallowed. You, you have just swallowed this sour lemon. What is on your mind? Sorry, bad day. Um, Would some good news help cheer you up? Yes. <laughs> We've negotiated our ransom. Um, we will need to that take. Is good news. Yes, we'll need to take them into Midmir to make the arrangements, since that is a neutral ca- uh, country with regard to Assyria. Um, when when do we leave? You. When do we leave? Uh, as soon as the ship is ready, uh, pretty much. Would money make it happen faster? Uh, maybe if you went to, I mean, it will take a, probably take a couple of hundred gold crowns. Uh, yeah, great. How many hundred? Oh, uh, uh, okay. I mean, I, uh, um, right. Where I, in Meadmere are you heading? Um, uh, I've not been there myself, but Brandy has in the past this, this town. Is I hear Warwick's watch is lovely. I hear it's really nice. It's a, it's a holiday town. Are you reading my mind? Yes, I can do that. Make a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, oh, no, that's good. I'm all right. Just this is 16. It's not too bad. He seems a little doubtful whether or not you're being serious then. Yeah, it's keep your weird drama magic away from me. Um, <laughs> but yes, how did you know that was where the exchange was going I to be? I read your mind. I told you. We really need to get there. We really do. Um, how fast could we make the repairs happen? I think? mean, I don't know. I, they, uh, I guess if you... Um, if you if, I mean, they're already working. We've got all the materials. It's just a question of the labour time. I suppose I could ask them if, you, if I had, a, call it 300 gold crowns, I could get them to do double shifts. We could go out maybe by uh, just after sundown on the 4th. That's Corzin great. takes out the um, the purse of money he got from um, the McDougals. That's uh, 120. He takes out the other 120 he was paid for the job. And I guess Celestia, he... Celestia puts in the other 60, I guess. You're putting in too much. Have, here, have some gold. Yeah, I've got gold. You can... You've got reason to keep your gold. 
He says, I also have a very personal stake in going uh, to Meadmere right now, as the two of you are well aware. It's okay, so so do I. <laughs> I'm happy to split this, darling. I well, have also, no stake, have me- 100 gold. <laughs> Alright, we'll work, we'll work with the... the uh, I do not know uh, where uh, you have been getting this money, but I'm glad that you have it, that, that this has been a very prosperous time for you. Our rich uncles all died at once. I am sorry for your loss. This is maybe the least composed you've ever seen Celestia. She's just like weakly giggling, like tears Big in the eyes. Dealer. Don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> okay, you quite really, understand. You really don't want to know. But there is something that we really ought to be uh, speaking to both you and the captain about because it is something that I think is going to interest the both of you very much. Right, okay. Um, I will see if he's avail- available. Um, Brandy, you're available! <laughs> Come on! Is there a sound of a door <laughs> opening? Celestia wipes her face and just tries to like be a real person for a minute. Brandy's like a mess. Uh, deep brown orcish face is actually quite red in the cheeks. <clears throat> ah! Good to see you, Orhis. Stardust. Scamp. Hello. You all look terrible. <laughs> Come have some. It's been a long couple of days, Captain. Looks <laughs> like it. Ah. Uh, Right, well, well, come into the other sitting room, because the other, the, the, her ladyship is busy drinking in that one. You'll be happy to know we managed to arrange the uh, uh, the ransom. Apparently there's a broker in Warwick's Watch up in Meadmere who arranges these sorts of things. <laughs> so let's just start laughing again. <laughs> it's right. lovely at this time of year. <laughs> there is something in, uh, in Warwick's Watch that we have recently... Uh, uh, discovered, in fact, right. we have it on good authority that a ship just put into Warwick's watch, which might be of interest to all of us. Right. It's called uh, the Scarlet Wind. Don't know if you've heard of it. How much do you know about the Scarlet Wind, Captain? Enough to know that I don't really want to tangle with them. But you know what? There's three hundred. Go- There's three thousand gold crowns riding on us doing this. I suppose I'll have to go there anyway. Captain, if the Scarlet Wind has indeed put into uh, into Warwick's watch, as we have it on good authority that it has from some of our local contacts here, then, well, they're going to be weak and vulnerable. Can you imagine what it might be for a captain of a ship who took the uh, the Crimson Wind? Scarlet Wind, so I, Scarlet Wind. Why, I, I certainly can. My pa imagined a very similar thing. We might have been hearing about your pa. Hmm, I'm sure. And the less we talk about him, the happier, happier I'll be. Understood. Suffice to say, he tried to challenge the Crimson Scarlet Wind. Not me saying it now. Fucking it's yeah. a red-coloured wind. It's fine. We can. The scarlet wind, and he was lucky to cut. He was lucky to come away with one of his legs. Still though, you make a good point. If we could just get those crews to be working double time. Already got it sorted, boss. Yeah, that's done. All right then. Well then, if we see it, and if it is we, maybe we'll see what we can do about taking that prize. The sooner we get there, uh, the sooner we can see for ourselves. But also, 
if is there's a way that um, myself, Celestia, and Scamp could get there ahead of time, make sure it's softened up for you, get the lay of the land, and maybe we'll be in a better position. Don't suppose you know of anything. Vig, how, when do you think that the ships, if we've got the crews working double time, probably around the nightfall on the 4th. No, I don't know of any ships going out sooner than that. There's a uh, old captain I know on the Black Bodkin that's going out maybe a couple of hours before, but that's no time. Uh, she was an arse. Also, the regret will overtake her long before uh, she makes yeah, it. Yeah, she's meeting. going around the fucking houses. Well, then, two and a half days then. We'll take the whip to those uh, to that uh, to the crew to the repair crews. Hope that's a figure of speech. That certainly is a figure of speech. Good. What do you think we're? What do you think we're, slaves, what do you think we're doing? Making the whips out of solid gold? <laughs> <laughs> no. We'll uh, see. Making sure. We'll see what we can do about speeding that up. Then, uh, the you want to run over tonight to the? Uh, not a problem. I'm happy to do it. Good. Where do you get that extra money from, anyway? Uh, apparently, he gestures towards the three of you. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm not having. Our rich uncles all died. Right. And that's nothing to do with uh, <laughs> that uh, money. Nothing to do with that jewelers that got robbed at, at, at last night. No, we wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> well, right then. Make sure you're back on the ship by uh, before uh, the tide comes on the fourth. Uh, we'll get out of this town quick as we can. Great. Right, you are, Captain. In the meantime. Do the best you can to relax. I know it's hard waiting, but we'll get off as soon as we can. We'll keep Got any of that Orcus XO left? You know, funny enough. <laughs> uh, actually, that's a good point. You got all the Orcus I've XO. I've got some. Ah, good. We've got loads. Let's have some. That was directed at Celestia. Because I just <laughs> finished drinking mine. <laughs> <laughs> Pour Brandy a last, the large glass and pour everybody else some. <laughs> well then. I drink it out of a bottle. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to the three of you then. Cheers. To Mead Mere, the Fine Ransom, and the Scarlet Wind. Cheers. Cheers. And that is where we will end tonight's session. Thank you all very much for playing. Thank you all very much for listening. And farewell from all of us here at Flintlocks and Fireballs. Thesis and natural twenties. To track her down to save the day, what price are you prepared to pay? To get her back to make things whole, will you chip pieces from your soul? So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No Kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.